Talk Recorded live. Once I hear AKA Pyramid Kid, AKA Tuesday, AKA Lazarus, AKA Asar. Man, y'all thought that one gonna see me again, huh? Well, new slash homies, I'm back. Come on. Soon as the plane land, ain't got no time to play. I touch ground, bend down, kiss the runway. Soon as I stand back up, I'm like a worker bee. With new turf, new streets, new people to meet. Deep in the heart of a cry. What will I discover? The internet, one thing, real life is another. The return of the brother, tell mama her son home. And prepare a rock steady like a dial tone. It's more than a milestone. It's a success story of how your boy came back to restore the glory of all those before me. My ancestors. Giving thanks for the way that they continue to bless us. They so precious. I'm so hyped. Janae and Skyline nighttime. I'm so tight. Africa, y'all, for once. I feel so right. I'm setting up shop. No need for return flights. Where we going? To Cairo. Oh, God. 
that happens to reach you, you gon' turn me down. But I can't blame my people for thinking the way that our nemesis is tall. Just throwing us off at the path to rebuild the connection. We lost through the slavery slot today. I'm knowing you're off the way more. Something to go to the crib and stay for. I'm done with these hoes. Don't need to be shamed by what they did to you. It's all in the struggle. Ain't a thing that they could do to keep us from being a couple. Stole your gold and mine and your diamonds. Use the guns and muscles. Never occurred to them how much I love you. And I could never watch you suffer like that. Age killing you by the millions. Yet through the trials, you smile and continue to stand resilient. For all the world to see, you are the girl for me. When I get back, we gon' relax and drink some herbal tea comfortably. Once we clean up the mess, cause living without you got my life in the stress and unrest. My age. Someone come to you right now and say, let's separate. You say the same thing that the house Negro said on the plantation. What you mean, separate? From America? This good white man? Where you gonna get a better job than you get here? I mean, this is what you say. I, I ain't left nothing in Africa. That's what you say. Why, you left your mind in Africa. <laughs> All right. Uncle Udasinev. Hitep, peace, life, prosperity, and wellness, family. This is your brother, Yonko Minusia Binu, also known as Unk Binu, coming to you live with our show, Cool Kim Radio. Cool Kim, that's Black Light Radio in the language of Medunitaire. For those of you, this is your first time tuning in. I want to say welcome to the show and to the family that's back in the building, that's always in the building. I want to say welcome back home. But, you know, for those, this is your first time tuning in and, you know, you may be a little unfamiliar with what this particular show is about. You know, you might have heard the subject matter and lyrical contents of the songs that we opened up with from the brother Ty here or BG. Probably heard the, the subject matter and the lyrical content and you probably thought to yourself, man, this is some, some heavy stuff. This is some deep stuff, right? You probably heard the words that I opened up with. Right, the greetings that I opened up with. And you're probably wondering, what in the world is he saying? Right? What language is that? Unk Uta what? Maduna what? <laughs> right? Just to make sure that we're all on the same page and everyone's caught up to speed. We said that Kukim meant black light in the language of Medunitaire. 
right? Medunater is the correct name of the language of the place that many of us know today as ancient Egypt, in which our illustrious black African ancestors, right? That's what I said. Our illustrious black African ancestors, and we're going to show and prove that before, before it's all said and done today. Our illustrious black African ancestors referred to their land as Kemet or Tameri. Okay, and Medunitaire was the language that they spoke. Okay, and you know, if that's news to you, if you didn't know the correct name of the language, if you didn't know the correct name of the place, if you didn't know that the indigenous inhabitants of that place were black African people, okay, and were your ancestors, then I want to say you got a quick glimpse. A small glimpse of what the Ku Kim is all about. Ku Kim, meaning black light, is all about resurrecting, restoring, reclaiming, basking in, bathing in, and shining, walking in that illustrious black light of our illustrious black African ancestors. And you're going to hear some words, right, that may sound a little funny to you. You're going to hear some words that are put together and used in the same sentence, same statement, same context. And it may sound a little funny on your ears. It might not quite hit your ears right. Right? You're going to hear words like black and African and illustrious used in the same context, referring to the same people. Right? And it might cause you to stir a little inside. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. We ain't here to do no harm. <laughs> Okay, we're just here to exercise that willingness chip and, you know, extract that willingness seed from the brain and the blood. All right? So, you know, after a while, everything's going to be out. Right. You know, don't be alone at any initial discomfort you might feel. <laughs> okay? But if you can get with that, right? I want to say, once again, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Man, yo. Woo! All right, this one here, this one here, you know, if I could, if I could go back to, to what they used to say back in the day, this one here, this is going to be a barn burner. <laughs> we got a very special show today. You know, in actuality, you know, the original intention was to continue with the part two of last week's show, which was... um you know, pertaining to the science of sacrifice, okay? But, you know, there were some things going on, and there's been some things happening, right? It's been a, it's been a gradual build-up, and, you know, it's reached a level of intensity. And, you know, there's some things going down today that are, uh, you know, pertain to the subject that we're dealing with today. But, you know, it's, it's, it was so strong that, um, you know, I felt like we needed to Take a you know put the put the sacrifice show on pause for a second to address some things, okay to address some things and you know the thing that we need to address is the hate on Kemet yo like what you know what in the world is that about what is that yo and you, you know what I mean you got African people you got black people even if you don't consider yourself African you know some of you and we're going to talk about some of you you know but you got African people black people that are hating on ancient Kemet for one reason or another 
okay? And we're going to go through the, the different reasons. But, you know, I'm seeing it. Been seeing it for a while. You know, some of it, you know, you expect. You don't really, you know, you don't really care too much about some of the uh, areas or elements that this hate is coming from. But when I see it from African-centered people, right, when I see it from African-centered intellectuals, when I see it from pan-African people, right, when I see it from practitioners of ATRs, meaning African traditional religions, yo, when I see this hate spewing or coming from these people, yo, it's it's kind of mind boggling. You know what I mean? It's, it was it's a little it's a little confusing. You know, what in the world is that about? Okay? So, you know, those people that I just mentioned, they aren't the only ones that we're gonna deal with today. But, you know, I will say that the bulk of the bulk of the information, especially towards the latter half of the subject, is going to be geared towards them, okay? But today's show is, yo, stop hating on Kemet. <laughs> Cut it out, right? And, um, you know, we got a, uh, man, we had a, you know, great um, promo, right, commercial put put together, hilarious, you know, by our good brother, Tyhill BG, okay, he um, put together very hilarious promo, you guys might have seen it, if you haven't seen it, gotta check it out, but, um, nah, it was, it was real, you know, that's, that's, that's Maracaru right there, that's, that's real, that's real talk right there, <laughs> this is what, you know, the, you know, pretty much what people's face look like when you mention Kemet to them, it's like, you know, our people are tired, of hearing about Kemet or, you know, tired of seeing people um, rocking unks, right? They're tired of seeing black people, right, or hearing black people say hotep or claiming to be comedic, right? So, you know, we got to we gotta deal with this stuff, man. We got to deal with it all, right? What's the reason for it? Where is it coming from? What's behind it? Right? We got to deal with it. Okay? But before we get into any of that, before we go any further, I want to make first that we start things off right in you know, the right order. Make sure we keep things in line with the divine. So, I want to start things off by paying homage and saluting rank. I want to say, That is, Salutation of power, Father, Mother, and the Terre. I want to say, Nechereten, Peseju, and Teru. That is, Salutation of power to the Neteru, the divine forces of nature. I want to say, Nechereten, Ter to you. Imiyu Hat, Imiyu Ba, Shepsu, Tepiu O. That is, Salutation of power to the ancestors, the legendary ones, the ancient ones, those from before, those of yours, those at the beginning, right? At the head. Salute the ancestors. I want to say, that is, 
Salutation of power to your ancestors. Those of you that are listening, I salute your ancestors. And I want to say, that is, salutation of power to you all who are listening as manifestations, expressions, emanations, literally the walking incarnations and embodiments of Niter yourselves. What we just went through, family, was our divine ancestral lineage. Because for us, as an African people, practicing an African way of life with an African worldview, for us, we trace our lineage all the way back to Niter. Okay? We trace our lineage back through our blood relatives, all the way back to the original man and the original woman and through the original man and original woman back to the forces of nature, the Interu, and through the Interu back to Niter, and even further back to, through Niter, through the Creator, back to the source of creation, the chaos, the all, the infinite, new. Right? That is to say that for us, Niter is our first ancestor. Okay? However, not only is that our divine ancestral lineage, but for us as an African people practicing an African way of life with an African worldview, for us, there is only one being in existence, period, and that one being is Niter. And all other beings are simply manifestations of, emanations from, Expressions of, incarnations of, that one being, Niter. Right? So, not only is that our divine ancestral lineage, but it is also the divine evolutionary and creative process through which that one being, which we as that one being, brought ourselves into existence. Beginning as Niter, as Ra, rising from Nu, rising from the chaos, from the all. Further coming forth as the Peseju Interu, the Neteru, the forces of nature. Further evolving, right? And exploring ourselves. Coming forth as the heavens, the earth, the cosmos. Further evolving. Coming forth as the original man, the original woman. Further coming forth, evolving, refining and reproducing ourselves. Coming forth as through the line, through the years. Ultimately to the culminates in our coming into existence right here, right now, in this present moment. That family is the cool Kim. That's the black light. If we were to sum it up, right? The knowledge of our divine ancestral lineage and the divine evolutionary and creative process, right, that speaks to our intrinsic oneness, intrinsic sameness with the divine. That knowledge, twin aspects of the same divine self-knowledge is the Kukim or black light. It is that knowledge that is going to help to elevate our people out of the current situation and circumstances that we find ourselves in. It is that knowledge or black light that is going to shine 
and reveal to us the path to see our way out of the ignorance that is the precursor to the condition that we find ourselves in as a people. Okay? The cool kim. Right? And if you can get with that, <laughs> I want to say once again, family, welcome to the show. All right. Man, we got a good one going on today. You know, we got to we got to take our time with it. Man, in preparing for this particular subject. Okay? You know cuz a lot of these things, right? A lot of the shows that we do, um the information, you know, I don't really spend that much time, you know, in preparation cuz you know, a lot of this stuff is it's in the dome, you know what I mean? So, I'm, you know, when I come to Cool Kim, right? Or when I come to class, I have what I want to do in mind, and I usually sit and just let it emanate, right? It's coming from the archives in in the in the mental, you know, the mental permajat, right? The mental house of books, okay? But, okay, but today, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we gave enough specific information Okay, to make it clear, right, to put to rest many of these fallacious arguments that are going on out here, to put it into the hate. What what, what are we hating for? You know what I mean? We want to put it into the hate, okay? And in order to do that, right, sometimes it's necessary to literally come with the hard facts and evidence, okay? We got to come with those things. Um... Sometimes, right, for some, of course, for some aspects of, you know, the the people that are spitting the hate, you know, some of the people that are spitting the hate, you know, the evidence won't matter. You know, nothing that we say today, you know, will be enough to convince them to stop hating, <laughs> right? And, you know, it's it's just a fact that for some of these people, some of these people are just haters, and, you know, that's what haters do, okay? But... At the same time, you got some of these people that that are so intertwined, right, and so caught up in certain religious traditions that, you know, they have adopted a system where the hate of ancient Kemet or the hate of Africa is literally systematically encoded into their tradition. So... You know, because they've bought into and have sold their souls to these traditions, they have no choice but to spit the same hate, right, that is literally encoded into the tradition. Okay? So, you know, some of these people, doesn't matter what we say, right? Won't matter. Only the best of them, as it said, okay, will hear, right, the information that is presented today. Only the best of them will look at the facts, will look at the evidence, and have a change of heart. Okay? Very rare. Right? That's okay. We're going to deal with it anyway. But, you know, in preparing for this, man, I wanted to make sure that we had a lot of information. I'm going to, you know, give some resources for you guys to go back and check. You know what I mean? And even in the process of of researching this subject, man, it, it was... You know, it was revealed to be much deeper than I even, ex- you know, expected. Like, yo, I'm like, yo, there's this much evidence? 
You know what I mean? Like, wow, like some of the things, some of the sources I was running into was like, you know, it was mind-blowing. But, um, you know, it's, it's you know, so mind-blowing to the point that we don't have to simply, even though we could, just draw from the parallels and correlations in in culture, right, in traditions between, you know, um, you know, comedic, you know, civilization, comedic tradition and culture, and, you know, African traditions and culture, modern African traditions and cultures, right? We could draw from those, and, you know, it can be convincing enough. But, you know, we got evidence that, you know, we don't even have to solely depend on that. We can go deeper, right, get more concrete, okay? So we're going to talk about all of that, man. We're going to talk about all of that. And, uh, you know, it's so deep that, I don't know, you know, we might have to end up converting this into a series like, you know, either on Cool Kim or to take on the road to do lectures or, you know, might actually end up writing another book, a book called Yo, Stop Hating on Kimmit and an answer to the critics of the comedic community, okay, or the critics of Kimmit, you know, we might end up doing something like that, right? Put a copyright, copyright open new, you know, okay, so don't, don't, you know, go on trying to jack my title or whatnot. <laughs> okay, but, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very heavy subject, so, you know, we definitely have to spend and take our, you know, spend some time and take our time with it, okay? But, um, before we get into it, right, we're about 30 minutes in and, you know, Every 30 minutes or so, I like to open up the lines for the family to chime in. You know, those that are in the talk show live chat room, those that have called in. I want to give you the opportunity to, you know, ask questions, to make comments, to, to share whatever it is that you, you feel as though you want to say, right? Whatever it is you want to share, I want to give you that opportunity. So, you know, that's what we're going to do, right? We're going to do it right now for the first time today. Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Unkbenu. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio. We're dealing with the subject. Yo, stop hating on Kimmet. Right? Stop hating. <laughs> okay? If you uh, if you like to call in, right, and ask a question, make a comment, by all means, feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. And if by chance you do have something that you'd like to add or say, question or comment, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave that comment or question in the Talks to Live chat room. We'll get to it ASAP. All right. We'll start things off with the Hamatni Sutwarit. Hetepu, Marina Turt. Hetepu. All right. To you. What's going on? Not too much. I am ready for you to clean some stuff up. I I have had the the privilege and the honor of watching this man prepare for this um fight. <laughs> 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 so I uh I'm ready. My mouth is watering and everything. All right. To you to you. That's a good word. That's a good word. Do I I I'll be back for show. You. All right, heads up. Okay. Hetepu, Arizona, you're on 
on the air. All right, to you, to you, hit up. What's the good word, Shim Swat? Oh boy, hey, I'm ready. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with Marina Terry. I'm, I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready to to hear what you got. Uh, I've seen the hate. <laughs> you see, you've witnessed, you've witnessed the hate yourself. Yeah. All right, so, so I'm not lying. I'm not tripping. That's what you're saying. No, no, not at all. Not you, you right on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dwayne. No doubt. Well, I'll be back for sure. All right. To you. It's up. It's up. All right, New York, New York. It's that Shim Sally Met. At the pool. At the pool. To you. What's going on? Uncle Jason. Uncle Jason. That's Harrison E. Yo. Um, do you want to tear? Do you want to throw? Do you want to be in the building? Word. And, Absolutely. Uh, interesting that uh, it's an interesting topic today. Um, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm in the building to hear what's going on. <laughs> Word. No, no doubt. You know what I mean? So, so we good to go? Yeah. All right, Dwayne, I'll be back. You. Two, hit up. Hit up. No. All right. Hit up, Pooh, South Carolina, you're on the air. Hotel, Hotel Pooh, Uncle Jeff. Hotel Pooh, going on, brother Equanif. Man, just letting you know, we got your water over here in the corner. We got Gatorade. <laughs> we got whatever you need. <laughs> So whenever you get ready, we got all your uh, re- replenishing, uh, revitalizing fuels, because this is um, a, a subject uh, long overdue, and I hope that it's not one that just hits the table and then just kind of flies away. I, I definitely uh, want to open the path, uh, even for your book that you definitely uh, trademarked and copy uh, copyrighted uh, here. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, yo, stop hating on Kemet, man. Stop hating on Kemet. Uh, allow right. the children to, uh, you know, share inside that greatness where we can teach the children more about the greatness of our ancestors. It's like that way is so clogged, even by those in, the, like you said, the conscious community. And and I think it has a lot to do with because Kemet was such a high civilization. And a lot of people aren't just ready to put on that thinking cap, man. So uh, yeah. I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. Please go in as, in as much detail. And I wanted to also ask the question, should those that are doing so, hating on Kimmy, be held accountable? Uh, well, you know, as far as being held accountable, I, I don't know what we could do to them. <laughs> I, well, mean, I mean, you know, folks going to hate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not, not, not in those regards, but just, uh, and I guess they're going to hate it as well. But like you're saying, where those people are kind of being appointed, or you know, where if it was such a set that threw the rock, where it's like we kind of should we should we look at that 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 aspect, kind of like identifying those people and 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 putting those people out. Well, you know, I I say that that is one approach. You know, I I, I personally don't 
necessarily take the 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 approach or path of uh you know like I call it the the fifty cent or you know some some people can say Tupac Tupac called out names I don't you know I don't um you know I don't really take that approach I I I more so critique the arguments and the positions of you know certain people now you know if I'm going to um you know write something or let's say you know many of the people that are putting out this information if they wrote um or published their hate right because you know we're dealing with folk that you know they haven't really published anything right they haven't written you know written any articles or any books or anything like that it's more so youtube it's social media hate it's youtube hate it's facebook hate it's in there it's out in the streets on the streets hate right uh it's in their temple hate you know what i mean so um you know, if they published it, then you know, then I'd be, I feel more inclined to um, cite their published material, okay, and then address them by publishing something myself, okay. But um, because they haven't published, I don't feel the need to, you know, call out names. You know, they're not calling out my name, right? So no, fr- no free okay. publicity over here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right? But um, you know, we will definitely deal with, you know, we we will definitely deal with their positions. We will deal with the arguments um in detail, and you know, I take the approach of publishing, you know, putting out the information for public record for people to, you know, in the words of the brother Tahir BG, right, to A and B it, right, to put it on the scales, okay, and you know, let the let the information. Um, speak for itself, okay? okay. You know, they got all this hate. They got these arguments. What what kind of evidence? What kind of proof do they have? You know, or they just mad? Right, so you know, we'll you know we'll, we're we're going to deal with all that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what Absolutely. that is. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, and, and 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 if you could also uh, kind of touch on it sometime here another about how people always bring up the the thing of. Well, Kimmy is gone and, and passed. Let's hey. worry about building something. Let's worry about building something new. And you know, what if if Kimmy was 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 got has got destroyed? How should we feel? Why should we feel good about it? Or why should we, you know, pick up with with what they have? What, what yeah. our ancestors had? Okay. Yeah. No, no doubt. Okay. Well, you know, I I actually have. You know, and you're gonna, you know, you guys are gonna see in a in a minute. Okay, it's very well outlined. We go through various arguments, various different types of hates, and the arguments made from the different types of hates or the different different um you know sources of hate. <laughs> right? We go through each, you know, we go through each one. We go through their arguments. Okay, you know what I mean. We go through their arguments, and you know, we 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 go to deal with those. That's you know, it's so detailed and outlined. To the point where, you know, um, like I said, I don't know if we'll be able to, to cover it all today. This might end up being a series. It might end up being a book. That's how that's how elaborate of an outline I put together for today's show. And that's how how elaborate and in-depth the, the, the source material and the evidence goes. Man, I'm telling you, like, yo, I mean, there's, there's evidence out there about 
the relationship between, right? Okay, and you know, this is once again addressing more so the the latter half of the argument, and you know, the question, that, the the last statement and question that you that you asked, so, you know, as far as um the argument that okay, Kimmel is dead, etc. So on, yo, there's crazy evidence out there to to you know put all of that to rest. Okay, we're gonna talk about why our people. Or you know, or feel they feel that that resonance and attraction to Kemet. You know what I mean? You know, not that we dislike other traditions, or you know, we feel as though you know people should just come over to Kemet. That's another thing we got to deal with. It's it's a lot of stuff. We're gonna get to it, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you, you. All right, let me let me shut up then. All right, I'm all ears, brother. Deal. No doubt. Duau. I'll be back. You, hotel. All right, all right. Sup to the family in the, uh, yo, in the talk to live chat room. Guest six, guest three, guest five, the brother Arby in the building. Shout out to you and, and the queen, Nikki. You know what I mean? We're about to get it in, okay? About to get it in. So, I want to start things off, of course. Man, let me let me simmer down a little bit, right? Because I don't want to uh, don't want to burn out early. <laughs> okay, but um, you know, let's let's definitely take our time with it. We're gonna go ahead and get started. And you know, I want to start off with a quote from um, you know, the ancestor, you know, Sheikh Enter Diop. Okay, Sheikh Enter Diop. This is a quote from his work, his book, The African Origins of Civilization, Myth or Reality. Okay, African Origins of Civilization, Myth or Reality. The quote, right, and I quote, Ancient Egypt, and, you know, going to use his words verbatim, you know, because, you know, I wanted to, wanted to edit, edit it a little bit to, you know, change to, like, Negro to... Uh, to black or you know um, yeah you know those types of changes wanted to do that but I left it as it was so that you know they don't have you know no one that is you know arguing the contract can say okay I, that's not what it says or whatever case may be so gonna gonna read it as it as it um as it was written okay ancient Egypt was a Negro civilization the history of Black Africa will remain suspended. In the air and cannot be written correctly until African historians dare to connect it with the history of Egypt. In particular, the study of languages, institutions, and so forth cannot be treated properly in a world it will be impossible to build African humanities. Treated properly in a word, pardon me. It will be impossible to build African humanities. A body of African human sciences uh, pardon me an African a body of African human sciences okay that um, speaks to that relationship does not appear legitimate right so long as the relationship does not appear legitimate okay. All right, we're going to go through that one more time, okay? It will be impossible to build African humanities, a body of African human sciences, so long as that relationship does not appear legitimate, the relationship between black Africa and ancient Egypt, okay? 
The ancient Egyptians were Negroes. The moral fruit of their civilization is to be counted among the assets of the black world. To become conscious of that fact is perhaps the first step towards a genuine retrieval of himself. Without it, intellectual sterility is the general rule, or else the creations bear I know not what imprint of the subhuman. Okay? That was, um, once again, the ancestor Sheikh Antidiop, and, you know, from his work, African Origins of Civilization's Myth or Reality. Now, you know, the argument that, you know, that, you know, Diop is making here is that, yo, Egypt, number one, is a black civilization. It's an African civilization. And it should hold the same place in um, the African mind, okay, and in African history, African antiquities, the same place that, you know, Greece holds. In the Europeans' mind, okay, whenever the Western world or, you know, European history, they want to trace back their, the origins of their civilization, they always go back to Greece as a foundation. And, you know, Professor Diop's argument was that Kemet should hold the same position in um, the mind of African people, Okay. It was an African civilization. The contributions to humanity should be counted among the assets of the black world. Right? This is our foundation. And, you know, it was so important that he says without it, without making that connection, right, we can't even begin to retrieve ourselves. Okay? We can't even uh, begin to retrieve ourselves. Intellectual sterility. Okay? Intellectual sterility and, you know, um, imprints that even, uh, you know, allude to subhuman levels, right? Right? So we're talking about degeneration, right? Devolution, okay? This is, this is the argument that Second Antidiot was making. Without Kimmet, you know... We, you know, we lack a very critical piece of our history. We lack a foundation. And, you know, without that foundation, without those roots, okay, we would eventually devolve. We won't, our, our intellectual, um, you know, feats would be sterile, infertile, right? Bear no fruit, okay? And we begin to devolve. Right, degenerate into into you know a savage state. Okay, this is a very critical, you know, very critical, very powerful quote. Okay, very powerful quote, and you know we wanna we wanna look at it, man. We want to definitely, definitely go into you know into depth with that, and you know we're gonna we're gonna show and prove that you know Professor Diop was right. Okay. But before we, before we begin to defend Kemet, let's first begin with the hate. Right? Let's start with the hate, man. <laughs> okay. Shout out to the Zeshim Yaku crew in the house, right? Tahir BG, Mama T. Ma'at Kari, to you. Okay. Rest of the guests, you know, salute, black African power, Hetapu. Okay. 
We're going to start things off by dealing with the hate. Right? So let's begin with the various types of hate. Right? We have hate coming from what I call or classify non-African Africans. Okay? Non-African Africans. And what I mean by that is, or let's say this particular class, right, of non-African Africans can be further broken down into Hebrew Israelites, okay, Muslims, and Christians, okay? So among the various types of hate or the various sources of hate, we have non-African Africans, which are mainly the, you know, those that subscribe to um, the Western, you know, Abrahamic traditions, okay? Then we have hate coming from quote-unquote conscious Africans, okay? Quote-unquote conscious Africans. And, you know, before, before I deal with that, let me go back real quick. With non-African Africans, the reason why I classified them that way, okay, um, it's, it should be a, you know, a, you know, well-known, established fact that many of the Hebrew Israelites, okay, many of the Hebrew Israelites do not consider themselves to be African, okay? They do not consider themselves to be African, and, you know, not only that, they consider African people to be their enemies, right? And they talk very, very vile, very, very, um, very, very vile in terms of Africa. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, you know? And because the, the Hebrew, um, you know, tradition... Right, the Hebrew Israelites, you know, pretty much we can say it's the foundation. And you know, I don't care any I don't care about the crazy arguments that want to argue the antithesis of this, right? But the, the Hebrew Israelites, right, the Hebrew tradition is the foundation of the latter two, the Muslims and the Christians. Okay? Don't matter, right? Don't matter what other, you know, folk wanna argue and write books about, you know, saying these traditions you know, evolve from a common pool, right? A common tradition, okay? Whatever, right? No, you know, let's deal with chronology, with chronology and whatnot. Let's keep it, you know, keep it 100, okay? So the Hebrew Israelites is the foundation, or the Hebrew tradition is the foundation of Islam and Christianity. So by consequence, right? By consequence, we can say that they are non-African Africans because you know, just by looking at these cats, we can see that they're African. Just by studying the history, like just a, just a, you know, a non-biased study of history will show the African origins of the of the areas in which they trace their their traditions and lineage to. Okay, so. It's obvious that they're Africans, but because they've subscribed to these traditions or these religions, right, they are, they consider themselves non-Africans. So these are non-African Africans, right? Okay, so that's what, that's what that's about. Next, we have the, you know, quote-unquote conscious Africans, right? And the conscious Africans are broken down as such. We have militants, we have intellectuals. We have the stateless and formless. I'm going to, going to explain that in detail. 
Okay, and then we have the ATRs. Okay, let's start with that. Let's go through that one more time, rather. The militants, intellectuals, the stateless or formless, and the ATRs. We're going to begin with the militants, right? Now, the militants, you know, these are, these are you know, our uh, revolutionary, you know, freedom fighters, right? Um, you know, they, they, many of them. Right, many of them, and you know, we're going to go more into the into the arguments that they have. But many of them feel as though um, Kemet is soft. Okay, Kemet is you know, um, you know, yeah, it's soft. Right, they think Kemet is soft, or the people that push Kemet, you know, are soft. Right, or Kemet is anti, you know, revolution or anti liberation. Okay. Um, you know, Kemet is all about meditation and, you know, things of that nature. You know, this is, this is some, of the, some of the arguments there. Um, you know, and some of them also feel like, you know, you don't need a spiritual dynamic to the liberation movement. Right, so we want to talk about that. So um, that's, the, that's the militants, right? Then we're going to get into the intellectuals, the stateless, the formless, and the ATRs, okay? All right, so let's get into these arguments. We're going to begin with the Hebrew Israelites. The Hebrew Israelites argue that Kemet was immoral, okay? Lacked laws and codes of conduct, okay? They also argue that black people in the West are not Africans, but Hebrews. Egyptians were African, therefore blacks cannot be Kemetic or African. Alright? So, one more time. Blacks, black people in the West are not Africans, but Hebrews. Egyptians were uh, African, therefore blacks cannot be Egyptian or African. Because they're Hebrews. Okay? And then they also argue Kemet is not applicable today or relevant. Right, this is one of the, one of the latest arguments that I've uh, I've seen. Right, from some some of the hate, you know, some of the haters. Okay, they say that you know um, you know what has Kemet done for us lately? Right, what has Kemet done for Black people today? How how is Kemet relevant today? Okay, how is Kemet going to quote unquote save black people? Right? This is the argument. So we're gonna talk about that. The arguments coming from the Muslims, okay? The Muslims say Islam is a continuation or upgrade of Kemet or Ma'at. Alright? Islam and you know when when we say uh the Muslims Right, this is coming from both, you know, some sectors of the Sunni, you know, Muslims, as well as, um, you know, what we would call the African-centered or, or you know, the Black Liberation Movement Muslims, right? Such as the Nation of Islam, um, you know, the Morris Science Temple, okay. 
not really too much hate coming from the Moors Science Temple, though, right? So I got to I gotta make that known. The Moors aren't really hating on Kemet, right? But you do have some folk in the Nation of Islam hating on Kemet, okay? But this is how they do it. They either say that, you know, Kemet, or, or Islam, rather, is a continuation of or an upgrade on Ma'at, or Kemet, okay? So, you know... In that particular instance, we're talking about, you know, one of the, the major proponents, right, of that particular argument is Dr. Wesley Muhammad, right? And, you know, I can't I can actually call his name because he has published works and written books on the subject, you know. Um, he's made statements publicly in lectures that, you know, uh, for those that have left, the nation of Islam, and right, this is in this statement, he is actually giving up some of the reason for the hate that we're going to talk about later, right? But in his in his in some lectures, right, in a certain lecture, he said, "Those that have left the nation of Islam for Maat or Kemet have went backwards. You went backwards." Right, we went backwards, okay? Because you know, I'm listening to this, and you know, for someone that has actually traveled through the nation of Islam, you know, personally, okay, you know, when I hear that statement, I'm like, whoa, that's a hell of a statement, right? If we, if we've, if we've passed through or left the supreme wisdom of the nation of Islam for Maat or Kemet. We did not, uh, you know, go towards something better or something higher. We went backwards. This is the statement, para, you know, paraphrasing, um, you know, the brother, right, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, a.k.a. True Islam, right? This is a statement that he made. We went backwards, right? So that was his, you know, one of the earliest statements that he made, right? But as of late, he's been coming back. And actually arguing something different now, stating that, you know, the Islam, or Islam in general, especially, right, put an asterisk next to the Islam of the nation of Islam, is a, you know, either a continuation or in actuality coming from a common family, okay, a common, right, family, of uh, tradition, okay, a common tradition, okay, they're pulling from the same pool of black traditions, okay, and the nation of Islam is now, or at least, you know, the brother, Wesley Muhammad, is now arguing for a, something that he is called Ma'atic Islam, okay, a Ma'atic Islam, right, and, you know, many of his early works, you know, you look at the, um, you know, the book of God, right? The encyclopedia of evidence that the black man is God, right? This is a book that I owned, you know, when I was in the NOI, okay? Uh, even before I went into the NOI, I had that book. And, you know, in the book, he uses Kemet and other ancient civilizations to, um, you know, in his mind, show and prove the teachings of the nation of Islam that, you know, you know in regards to black divinity, okay? But, um, you know... Now the argument is that, you know, the teachings of the nation of Islam are kin to, right? They're kin to, 
right? Or, you know, almost the same as the comedic tradition. All right? So that's what's coming from the from the Muslim, you know, sectors. We got the uh the Sunni, you know, there was a book called um, you know, Islam and Egyptian Sacred Science, or, you know, something along those lines. It was written by a brother out of uh, War Through Dean Muhammad's, um, you, know, you know, his um, movements, right? His community, okay? And, um, you know, that book speaks to that argument that Islam is a continuation and upgrade on the uh, comedic sacred science. All right, so these are arguments that are made from the Muslims. Next, right, we have the Christians. And the Christian argument is very simple. Jesus. <laughs> right? You know, point, you know, point blank. That's it. Jesus. That's the argument. Okay? You know, there's there's only one name under the heavens by which man can be saved, etc. So on, Jesus. They don't care nothing about reason, rationale, evidence, etc. So on. Matter of fact, as far as they're concerned, the rest of this particular show, you know, is irrelevant. They don't care. Matter of fact, if they if they even listening, which they're probably not, right? <laughs> right. But that's that's the that's the beginning and end of their argument. Jesus. Okay. They don't care about nothing else. So we won't spend. Any you know you know any real time on them, all right? The conscious militants, their argument is Kemet is soft or anti-militant and not re- revolutionary. Kemet is spooky, okay? Kemet is spooky, right? And there's no need for spirituality, which they equate with spookism, okay? And Kemet won't help us build a nation. Alright? That's the that's some of the main arguments of conscious militants. Next, we have intellectuals. Okay? And, you know, by intellectuals I'm talking about, you know, classically, you know, quote unquote classically or academically trained intellectuals, you know, so this is coming from certain, you know, some some people with PhDs. Also, right, make this, you know, make these kind of statements. And this is also coming from, you know, um, certain intellectuals that are not necessarily, um, you know, they don't necessarily have the degrees, but, you know, they um, they do read a lot. They do, um, you know, some research. They don't, you know, some of them publish, some of them don't publish, you know, works. But, um, you know, their arguments are, why Kemet? What makes Kemet so important? Kemet is no more important than the rest of Africa. Okay? Blacks are only into Kemet because the Wazungu or the white man is into Kemet. Or something that I saw the other day, you know, black people are only um, interested or drawn to Kemet because of its close proximity to Europe, right? That was something that I saw the other day. But, you know, it's pretty much the same statement. You know, blacks are only into um, Kemet because Wazungu, because the white man is into Kemet, okay? Kemet is not that great. Blacks are only fascinated by the materialism. There are other African peoples more spiritual who live in the forest and are more in tune with nature, okay? 
So, you know, that statement is, you know, we're attracted to the pyramids and the gold and the, you know, the temples and the monuments and all that. That's what, that's what we're, you know, caught up in, right? But, you know, we think that they were so great, but they weren't because, you know, in actuality, the more spiritual Africans live in the jungles, you know, um, you know, and they don't wear any clothes, right? They live in the forest, and, you know, they're not materialistic, okay? And that's, you know, because of that, they're, they're more spiritual than Kemet, right? So we're going you know, to talk about that argument because I, I think that's very fallacious, right? Matter of fact, that's an argument that may be, um, may be some of the reason why um, you know, many of the, you know, the intellectual community or the intellectual quarters of the conscious community are impoverished, right? Why we, we don't have any, you know, any uh, material wealth or material evidence or any works or, you know, we don't have any, any money to, to um, power our movements, Okay. Because we equate consciousness or spirituality with, with poverty. Okay, we equate the the spiritual with the immaterial. Right? And that's a fallacy, okay? That's not that's not you know that that's not necessarily so, right? So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna deal with that also, okay? Then we have a statement blacks are from West Africa. And have no connection to Kemet. Okay? Blacks are from West Africa and have no connection to Kemet. So, you know, these are intellectuals that um, begin and end the history of African people, or at least begin the history of African people um, in the diaspora from West Africa. Okay? So... From West Africa, we dispersed. So West Africa is our point of origin, and we didn't, well, we didn't really um, originate or have a history before West Africa. Okay? So we're going to deal with that one also. The ATRs, right? The arguments from the ATRs. Now, you know, this is where, this is pretty deep, right? So, okay, all of the arguments of the intellectuals also apply to the ATRs. So, you know, the ATRs say, you know, what makes Kemet so great? You know, it's no important, no more important than the rest of Africa. Blacks only into Kemet because white, because white people are into Kemet. Um, you know, Kemet, you know, blacks only into Kemet because of the materialism. And blacks are in West Africa and have no connection to Kemet. Okay? So, plus, you know, added to all of that, we also have the statement Kemet and its tradition is dead, right? This speaks to what the, um, you know, what the brother Iqanif, you know, asked about earlier, right? This is something that we hear quite often. Kemet is dead, right? Kemet and its tradition is dead, and therefore blacks should practice modern African traditions. We're going to deal with that, all right? So we're going to get into the reasons of the hate, you know, reasons for the hate, <laughs> right, what's behind all of this, man, you know, I know a lot was said, and, you know, we're going to, like I said, you know, it's a very elaborate outline, we're going to take our time, hey, and 
there, there might actually be a series or a book to come out of this. So, you know, because the evidence that I saw, the, the resources, and, you know, you know your brother. You know your brother, Ampanu. Anything that you hear on this show, you can always hit me up, send me an email, hit me on Facebook, send me a tweet, right? You know, get at me and and ask for my resources, okay? Ask me for my resources, right? Many of the times I give them up on the show, the books and whatnot, but, um, you know, you hit me, not only will I give you the name of the book, but if I have it available in ebook format, right, PDF or whatever, I'll send it to you so you can see it for yourself. Just how I do, man. So, you know, um... You know, the evidence was so immense, right, that um, I'm like, yo, we can really write a book off of this. So, you know, we're definitely going to take our time with it once again, right? We're about an hour and ten minutes in, so we're going to open up the lines for the second time today before we go into the reasons of the hate. You know, those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Unkin New. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio. And we're doing with the subject, yo, stop hating on Kimmit. Man. <laughs> all right. If you have something that you'd like to say or add, comment a question, by all means, feel free to call in. We'd love to hear from you. And if by chance you do have something that you'd like to say or add, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave a comment or question in the Talk to Live chat room. We'll get to it ASAP. All right. Yo, talk to your brother, right? You know. Have you guys heard, have you guys witnessed or heard, have you heard any of the hate? Maybe you've heard some of the statements that we went through. Have you heard these things? And if so, what did you think about it, right? How did it make you feel? Okay. Have you, have you, you know, have you been a victim of Kimmit hate, right? That new, that new non-African tradition or false African tradition called Kimmit hate, as, as the brother Ty here would say? <laughs> Speak on it. All right, we're going to go, we're going to open up the lines now. We're going to begin with the QM. By all means, once again, family, feel free to call in, get you on the air. Hatcher Poole, Marina Church, you're on the air. Hatcher Poole. Hatcher Poole, can you hear me? To you. Okay. So, I had, um, how Wondering if you could clarify. You haven't gone into the uh, statements group, have you? The haven't gone into the what? Or did that did that include the intellectuals? Say say it again. You haven't uh, talked about this the stateless or formless group. Oh man, I haven't. I I I totally missed the the stateless or formless. But so yeah, let me let me let me knock that out real quick, right? Uh, you can still definitely stay on the line, but yeah, let me address them, right? The stateless and formless intellectuals, okay? These are these are the people, and you know some of them are, are also you know they consider themselves to be spiritual, right? So you know that's a shared that's a shared uh, you know group right there, right? But these are people that you know they don't identify with anything especially the spiritual ones, right? The stateless and formless spiritual ones. They feel as though, like, they're, you know, they are one with all things, everything and nothing. They don't identify or connect themselves back to any any tradition or feel as though they need to be tied to anything. 
um, need to identify with anything, right? Um, then you got certain, you know, same thing as far as the intellectuals. They, you know, intellectuals for intellectual sake, okay? So it's not, it's not concentrated. It's not focused. It's, it's not movement-oriented. You understand? Like there's no state, right? So they consider themselves to be, you know, these are people that say, I am. You know, if you ask, are you African? They say, I am. What, what do you mean? You you are African? They say, no, I am. Meaning like they just are. Okay? And, you know, we understand the science behind that, but, you know, come on, son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, come on, son. You know, we understand the science behind that, but, you know, you know, for real. So, you know, these are people that they don't really, they don't really get into anything, you know, jacks of all trades, masters of none, um, study just to study, not necessarily trying to get involved with anything, you know, on the ground, okay, not that, not necessarily trying to actually practice anything, okay, um, so yeah, that's the, that's the stateless and the formless, you know, and of course, in that stateless, um, stateless and formless, they're not trying to define themselves or, or, you know, or actually crystallize into a an African state, whether it's a pan-African state or even a nation of their own. These are people that are intellectuals and are not nationalists. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right, to you. That clears some things up. What, um, it's a saying that you, you always, uh, you always say, but, um, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but basically, you can't trust anybody without uh, any sense of nationality. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You know, someone that does not have any national ties or loyalties, any familial ties or loyalties, is you know, is a stateless person, and they they are they are loyal only to themselves. You. So in a way, the the last two uh, groups that you talked about, they kind of are grouped together. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, you know, I say the you know much of the arguments coming from the ATR is you know is echoed, right? It's echoed from the intellectuals, right? But you know more so for different reasons. Right? The, they you know they they have similar <laughs> arguments, but for different reasons. Okay. So, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that. Um, you, you have any, any other questions or comments? I had, um, I guess, another question related to that. But uh, I don't know if the time is right. But I'll, I'll just ask you. Um, in laying out uh, the foundation, and you brought up the, the quote by Diop, you briefly talked about, or he, he talked about, intellectual devolution I thought that was interesting because it's like we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of intellectualism going on today a lot of like just in general um, worldwide folks are highly educated so I, I thought that was was interesting because it's, it's like it Contrary to what uh, you would think from the number of people that are uh, in school, that are, are trying to get educated, 
And mm-hmm. I say that in uh in the bunny ears with the quotes. But um but yeah, can you can you talk about that a little bit? Okay. Um could you nutshell nutshell the question for me? Huh. Right, so that I give I'll you a more defined you. answer. <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> um or you can come back come back to me and I'll I'll see if I can can refine it a little bit. All right, to you. Dwaou, I'll be back. To you. All right, heads up. Okay. Heads up, Pooh, Shimsu Watch, you on the air. Heads up, To you. To you. What's going on? Uh, Have you been well, a victim of Kimmy hate? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sure I have. It's it's uh not to mention the fact that um I'm in LA right now and um it's it's uh it's it's a special kind of place. And uh you know, I, I went to a lecture last night and um you know, at this little, you know, African spiritual science place and um, you know, the but as I crazy did a did a lecture. But mm-hmm. after after the lecture um, you know, you got a you got a lot of people in there that's barely learning. Um, you got a lot of people in there that that know. Um, I'm I'm not well. I was kind of surprised, but like nobody knows. Um, better better. Um, you know the language, huh. and I look in my pool. Okay, so I gotta you know calm myself down real quick. Go outside and, and um, after everybody comes out of the lecture, then you have the super Israelites out there. Hmm. What? They're yelling. They're <laughs> you're not Africans, and they got their speakers out, and just it was a uh, it was. You're amazing. kidding? I'm not. <laughs> what? Yo, that at, at an Ashwa Crazy lecture? Mm-hmm. They were yeah, and then they had so much um, security around him you know um like they were protecting him and it was just uh it was it was something else like it was surreal you know i was like okay how they do <laughs> yeah they, they're they on the corner you know i mean they didn't come in into the, the temple over there but they were on the corner you know they were out there you know yelling and and telling everybody that they weren't african and Got their Bible out and you know all kinds of things, and I was just like, wow, you know, I kind of separated myself from that, you know, get out of that little area because um, I was to- I was actually told that that might happen. Wow. So, um, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is this is something else. But um, yeah, and then just different people that I've come in contact with, um, even even. Um, some of the Sudanese people that I know, and um, some of the Liberian uh, Liberian people and Nigerian people that I know, um, hate on Kemet. So they're they're telling me that what I'm, what I'm doing is wrong, you know. And um, I just I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it being wrong at all. Okay. So now uh, I say, are, are those are those not you say Nigerians, right? Mm-hmm. Are they are they practitioners of ATRs or are they Christian or Muslim or what? Um. Well, no, no. There, well, there's some that are Muslim and there's there's some that are Christian. Okay. So, um, you know, I they it's like they don't even know about ATRs. Right. 
So they, Hi. so they, um, you know, they pinpoint you and tell you that you're doing uh, the wrong thing, and they don't even have a clue. <laughs> so huh. I'm just, you know, I, it, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't cease to amaze me though. It, um, I just look at them and roll out. <laughs> you know what? What else? What else can you do? You know, you you can yeah. you can argue, you can argue with them, but hey, like we said at the top of the show, you know those folk, those folk, nah, they don't really care. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know, they don't really care. But um, real quick now, where was where was the where was where was where did the Ashwa Crazy lecture take place? Where was that? It was at um this uh, place called the um. Chris, Chris, something African Spiritual Science Center. Okay, and and what city? Um, in LA. Okay, right. Yes, yeah, you know some of the guests, you know, was asking, you know, where was that? So that was in Los Angeles, you know, family. Um, at an Ashra Quasi lecture, was it the you said the Kares? Was it like the Kares Spiritual Science? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, at that spot, and you know the Hebrews. Man, picketing, well, you know, they picketing and protesting the, uh, you it's, know, the answer. <laughs> it, it, I was like, wow, you know, and, and like I said, you know, I, I, I got in the event, you know, because of uh, a brother that I know, you know, um, that I actually visited out here while I'm visiting with my friend, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I was visiting the brother, and he, he's Rastafarian, but, you know, he, he's very spiritual, you know, so, um, he was doing security for Ask Crazy. Mm. So, like, literally, that's how I how I got in. And it was, you know, it was pretty cool. But, you know, he he's the one who warned me and said, you know, hey, you know, this is what's going to be happening. Because he knows me. You know, he knows how I feel. And, um, and he, you know, he knows me spiritually. So, um, he told me, you know, just, you know, be mindful and uh, know that, you know, things like this happen. Wow. Yeah, that's some deep stuff, man. Woo! Kim and hate is real, y'all. <laughs> All right, do, hey, Dwa, 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 definitely thank you for for sharing that with us, yo. That's yeah, that's some deep stuff right there. See, and I, I wanted to add, you know, um, just how everybody came together at this this temple and everything like that. And I sat and I and I watched uh, him speak, you know, do his lecture. Mm-hmm. Um. I can only think of an instance. Like I, that's the only thing I could think of. And and um, because we totally go way way deeper than what was being said there. So um, <laughs> way deeper. But um, but you know what he's doing. I, I I see the I see the work in it because he's opened up a lot of people. You know and um. But we we gotta get that. We we gotta get a piece of that. Two. <laughs> oh, all right. I say absolutely, absolutely. Do I do I definitely definitely for 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 sharing all of that and that experience. You know, yeah. That that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be back. All right. Two. Okay. It's up. All right. Kimmy Head is real, y'all. It's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's some that's some deep stuff right there. Um, you know, shout out to you know, shout out and salute definitely to to the brother Ashram. You know, very sorry that you know he had to experience that. 
um, you know, as you know, as you know, the sister Shimsuat pointed out, you know, he's woke, you know, he's you know, awakened a lot of people, and you know, definitely, I can I can say that a critical part of you know my beginnings, you know, came with uh, you know watching his lectures and whatnot, you know. Um, so yeah, definitely, you know, definitely, you know, we want to give honor to the brother Ashrock Quasi. So. Woo! Kimmy Hate is a real thing. You can pick it, you know, you can pick it an Ashra lecture, you know, and he, he actually gives it up to, you know, you know, black Hebrews, right? You know, he you know, he gives it up to them. You know, letting them know that okay, if they if they were, you know, whatever, there's a there's a black or African origins to them. So whew, that's that's a lot of hate right there. All right. Hetapoo Sim Sally Bet, you on the air. You. Teo, Teo, have you been a victim um, of Kim and Hate? Teo. <laughs> um, and um, let's see. It's for. It's interesting that people that would say that um, Kim is dead because many of the functioning governments and societies use that example of for how they set up their system. Mm-hmm. So um, it doesn't seem like it can it can be dead. It's actually nursing in, you know, in a certain kind of way uh, societies and government mm. and art and um, agriculture and Mathematics and you know all of that. So um, that's you know that's kind of interesting. Um, I guess you know, and and it should be a focus of unity <laughs> because it could be a very slippery slope to some unnecessary distractions. Um, Yo. But uh, anyway, uh, and and also a shout out to Brother Ashraf Kwesi because I've gone through some of his lectures and went to Kemet with him, and uh, he he definitely uh, does a lot to open up um, black people's minds to who they are, where they came from, and you know that kind of information. So. Two. Two. All right. Absolutely. Dwao. You. Two. I'll be back. Absolutely. All right. That's up. <laughs> All right. Man. And, you know, I want to say something real quick, man, before we go to the next caller. Yo, like, that's, you know, it's, that's why it's so important that, you know, we have um, security. Like, we got to secure our teachers. We got to secure um, those that are willing to go against the grain, go against the norm, right? Our teachers, our griots, our, you know, even our, our you know, revolutionary hip-hop artists. We got we to be able to secure them, you know? Um, you know, because they're, they're stepping out in the, in the front line. Right, so to speak, they're stepping out in the front to you know for us 
and saying things or teaching things that are for our benefit, but overall unpopular with the with the general masses. Okay, so you know it it is it has the potential for danger, right? So you know we should we should definitely, um, you know we should definitely take those things in mind. Like you know we gotta we gotta be able to secure those that you know are constantly giving of themselves to, you know, to step out for us. You know, I'm just going, you know, I got a, I got a, you know, an experience, um, you know, the QM and I, you know, the QM can definitely bear witness to it. Um, you know, some of the brothers in Hinesu, uh down in, you know, Tortola, British Virgin Islands can, you know, attest to it. You know, when we went down there, okay, uh, for the first time, and, you know, I I did a few things. I did a, uh, you know, I did a, a television interview, right, which is, you know, which is available on YouTube. I did a radio interview, okay, um, and I did two lectures, um, and, you know, it was, it was interesting because, you know, at one point during the trip, you know, uh, the brother that brought us down, he set up a, a, a meeting with, you know, myself and this brother, uh, this Muslim brother that saw the interview that I did on television. And, you know, he was, uh, you know, he had some problems, I suppose, you know, naturally, with some of the things that I was saying. And, you know, when we sat down, I took him to task, right? I took him to task and... You know, after it was all said and done, couldn't say anything. He literally, he ran the hell away from me for the rest of the time that we was there. Wouldn't even look me in my eyes, right? So, um, you know, you know that was, um, I say, that was an interesting experience. But while I'm there having that conversation with him, there's this very zealous Christian guy, this very zealous Christian brother, okay? This very zealous non-African African okay, that took great offense to what I said, and, you know, he, um, man, you know, he, you know, he argued me down, right, or, or you know, tried to get loud and, and argue and whatnot in, you know, in the restaurant where we at, and, you know, after that, the dude stalked me, um, you know, for the entire time that we were there, like, you know, um, Literally, in going to the radio station, you know, I was, I was, you know, I, you know, felt the vibe that, yo, like, yo, we kind of like, we, we kind of out here, like, <laughs> I mean, because the same guy from the restaurant that, you know, you know, the, the zealous Christian, he called into the radio station, okay, and, you know, tried to you know, go in at the radio station, then, as we were leaving Tortola, he's at the he's at the ferry, right? When we're about to, you know, you know, myself and my family, myself, my wife, my daughter, we're about to catch the ferry. He's there at the ferry, and he says to one of the brothers that brothers in, "Don't bring anyone, um, you know, don't bring anyone else here that's going to be going against the Bible." Okay, like don't bring him back here. Okay, um. As a matter of fact, one of the guys that was on the radio show, um, I don't know if he was a co-host or whatever, right? After we, after we left out of the station, he looked like he wanted to give me the business. <laughs> he 
saying, you you just want to be careful how you talk about the king. And, you know, talking about Jesus, of course, etc. so on. So, yo, I said all that to say we have to, you know, we have to make sure that we're able to secure our teachers, right? Because we need the information that's being presented. We got to be able to make sure that they are safe, okay? Because, yo... Kim and hate is real, y'all. <laughs> it's a real thing. All right. Go over up the line. South Carolina, you're on the air. Hotel pool. Hotel pool, man. Tio, Ikarif, what's going on? Have you been man, a victim a... of Kim and hate? Oh, man. <laughs> so many times. So many times. Me. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> With that, with that character, white Jesus, oh man! And I want to say, when you have to battle comedic hate, or where I wasn't taught about Kemet, or even um, you know the the wonders of our ancient African high civilization, I wasn't taught that. So with daring to pick this stuff up, and also looking to teach it to my children. Oh, man, now that is where I have seen all types of hate. Now, me, myself, personally, but when I dare to pick this up and teach it to my children, and then people actually actually see my children absorbing it and doing things with it, oh, man. Now, that was a whole nother level of hate. But then also, I'm, um, even while we're discussing this, I, ha- I can't help but to go back to comedic spirituality because like I said man I, I, I saw a lot of teachers and this is another thing that we got a lot of teachers out here claiming to teach comedic spirituality and I think the reason why people are still hating on it because they're, they're, they're teaching a watered down version mm. so I have to salute you for doing what you do and also the Henlinsu family for, for following suit and you know doing the things that we need to do but um as it relates to kind of like putting that information out in a valid way, um, I, I, I question that on um, if if we're actually doing that because uh, there are a lot of teachers out here that are charged like heck for the same comedic lectures uh, for ten years and not actually and I and and I, I definitely give credit to those brothers and sisters. But then also, I, I met a, a wise brother that told, taught me some stuff. He was like, "Well, is it do 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 you get charged to to breathe air? Are you are you charged to get sunlight? These things are things of nature. And, and by us daring to pick up and display this wondrous stuff that we have lost, I don't feel like it should cost anything. As as with the the the, the many times that you." Display on Ku Kim, and we're definitely going hard for for these three hours, four hours. A lot of people do not do this, bro. so we definitely okay. do have to know who it is we should be protecting and and, and what for. Because I I ask, is that the question? Is that the reason why a lot of people still hate on Kimmet? Because those that have stood for Kimmet have been kind of flexible and kind of lenient. And, and one minute they might be doing this, but then the next minute they're doing something else. Huh. So by us actually uh, following suit and doing what Kemet does, and that's you're definitely teaching us how to be upright, 
and how to uh, you know be be righteous and be moral when 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 doing this stuff. I, I think that would put us at a at a better place as we're talking about learning everything and, and, and setting up a good parameter for our family to start killing this this stuff. But I was going to also go back to when we look at the story of Ra coming forth through from the chaotic waters of New, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Even as we look at chaos and what we're going through right now at this time, would this kind of be in that same story of like something being birthed or even if we look at the pyramid and look at the the capstone or the pinnacle or that that zenith would this be basically that that process all that uh accumulation of hate and all that um not loving chemistry the stuff that we have to go through in order to put ourselves to put this thing back together and basically bring forth that that thing coming coming from all this chaos. Okay, I say good. I say excellent questions, excellent comments. Um, well, you know, let's let's say the. I don't think I'm going to deal with the uh, you know the you know the the situation of you know certain teachers charging or now you know we can argue all day about how much they're charging, right? But you know, I think that you know you're you're actually paying for the person's time. You're paying for the life force, like the energy that they give out to do these lectures, to prepare these lectures. You're paying for you're paying for their work, right? Um, they can't put, you know, because you can't put a price on the information, right, number one. Number two, the information is yours already by, by birthright as an African person. So, you know, it's it's understanding why. Um, they might have a fee or an honorarium, you know. Now, whether the honorarium or the fee is outrageous or not, that's uh, or fair, right? That's um, you know, that's a different question altogether. So we won't go go too much into that. But you know, as far as um, you know, as far as the you know the teachers that are um, you know flexible, right? Because that's that's the question that you ask. You know, it's like they're they're not consistent. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. what was what was what was the very last the very last statement that you made? Because I want to make sure make sure that I get got it all. Very last statement that I was talking about was basically uh, the the story of us or uh, of okay. Ra coming from Dude, from chaos. That what we're water. experiencing? Uh huh. Yeah. To you, to you. Like even as we're discussing and talking about all the the hate or the bitterness towards Kimmy, right? That like what we're doing, like to kind of refine because even with the full pyramid everybody doesn't or every part aspect of that pyramid doesn't get to make it to the top mm. so even as we're seeing that small point is that what we are going through as like the, the, in order to establish that 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 civilization or civilizations thereof that we lost you know okay. in, in that process so, I say, good question. Well, you know, we can definitely, you know, that's what our cosmologies are for, right? We can definitely draw analogy to, right, um, Ra rising from new and, you know, the light rising out of the darkness or the chaos or the confusion or ignorance or whatever. We can definitely do that. We can also, you know, draw the analogy of, uh, you know, just the conflict of, of Heru and Sutesh. You know, there's always going to be 
um, conflict, right, and contra, you know, contradictions, right? The contrary is always going to exist. You know, that's that's a law of physics. But um, you know, the the issue here is more so where it's coming from. You know what I mean? You know, this is this you know this is the problem where the hate is coming from, right? Um, you know, I think I think that's more so the issue for it. But yeah, we can you know there's there's always going to be a conflict or you know folk that or you know anti or against whatever it is that you're about, etc. So on. It's just the nature of this thing. So you know what I mean? We can we can say that it's part of the let's say it is part of the refinement process if we interpret it in that way um you know some people you know will naturally react to all of the hate in a way that causes them to you know go back to the drawing board to refine what it is that they're presenting to refine the way things are being done etc and so on so you know it can happen automatically or it can be a conscious effort to uh interpret it or look at it in that way and and you know and uh then go on and do what you got to do you know what i mean to you, to you. And I, and I also ask the question if there has been enough, I guess, loving education being put forth about Kimmy, you know, no. as it relates to, you know, uh, maybe that, that maybe that is the reason why there's a lot of hate, because people don't have enough of themselves to be educated upon and then love, you know. They are very, like I said, there are very few teachers out here even daring to, you know, do what you, you know, brothers like yourself are doing. Um, so there are very few, brothers. All right, to you. All right, so yeah, wow. we, we're gonna get into get into some of those reasons, you know, in a second. So definitely, definitely, brother, appreciate you. To you, wow. All right, wow, heads up. Until. All right, got another call from South Carolina. You're on the air. Have you been a victim of Kimmit hate? <laughs> South Carolina. What's up? What's up? Okay. That's a poo. Hey. Yeah. Well, I'm at work. I'm pretty much just listening in. I really don't feel to be on the phone right now. But okay. All good, I'm brother. i it in. No doubt. Okay. So, appreciate you, bro. We won't disturb you. Okay. That's a poo. My brother, Aubrey. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, what's up, brother? This is I know you've been a victim to, to Kim and Hate. <laughs> yes, sir. I've been a victim to Kim and Hate. <laughs> I can't. I just can't take it no more. No, brother. Hey, I just was calling in this morning, man, and just wanted to. Uh, uh, I don't know. I had a couple things I wanted to say. Um, first of all, uh, I just me and the Queen just got back yesterday from Houston. Houston, Texas, watching the Bound African versus African Americans pre- uh, premiere the movie. Mm. It was great. It was it was it's a must see, man, for Africans around the diaspora and on the continent. It touches on a lot of subjects: slavery, colonialism. Um, must see, man. It's gonna it's gonna bring Africans around the world together. It's just a, you know it's gonna start wow. that conversation. Of why we don't deal with each other the way we should. Wow. Um, on the subject of today, stop hating on Kemet. <laughs> you know, 
I think that uh, one of the one of the big problems is, and I'm just gonna say this and let you get on with what you're doing because I want to hear. Um, I think the big one of the big problems is the three the hate coming from the three major religions. It starts with the historicity of Abraham, um, Jacob later turned to Israel, his 12 children, and their whole time spent in Kemet. The whole 12 tribes coming out of Kemet, Exodus, all of the three major religions believe in those first three books of Moses. And when us Kemetic people study from a historical viewpoint, we know that none of that stuff happened. Right. And they have to try to deal with that when they're dealing with us. And if they don't have that fundamental core story, nothing else stands. Two. That's it. Two. Two. And Absolutely. I just, I just want to say peace and I'm going to listen to the show. <laughs> no doubt, brother. Give thanks. I say already. Already. <laughs> All right, brother. Two. It's up. Appreciate you. All right, all right. So we got some comments in the in the talk show. Right, let's get to some of these things, right? Um, people who hate on Kimmit. This is coming from Guest Eight, right? People who hate on Kimmit, uh, or who hate on any ancient African principles or delusional, right? Misled, in my opinion, right? So, uh, that's a definite, definite, definite. I, I agree with that. You know, definitely agree with that. Um. Okay, right? So we got uh, also, guess 12, all the more reason people need to get up on their ancestral knowledge. And I'm thinking that's a response to, um, you know, what was going on with, you know, the lecture that uh, Brother Asherah Kwesi gave in L.A. um, yesterday. And, you know, the fact that, you know, the Hebrews were out there, um... you know, out there, you know, pretty much picketing or or protesting the brothers, you know, you know, trolling. Let's put it that way. They were out there trolling the brothers' lecture. You know what I mean? Like, like who who does that? When was the last time you seen, uh, you know, anybody that deals with Kemet or uh, supposedly deal with Kemet in any kind of way? When was the last time you seen someone picket or protest or troll, um, you know? a Hebrew um, meeting or, you know, a Hebrew, you know, what you would call a Hebrew service. You know what I mean? So it's, that's, that's just nuts, right? That's nuts. All right. Those of you that are just tuning in, man, this is your brother, Uncle Nui, listening to Cool Kim Radio. We're dealing with the subject, yo, stop hating on Kimmit, man. <laughs> right? I'm about to go deeper into this thing, okay, um, we want to talk now about the reasons for the hate, okay, you know, some of the families touched on, you know, some of, uh, some of the reasons, you know, they feel, the reasons why, um, you know, people hate on Kemet, and, you know, we're going to now deal with some of the, you know, some of the reasons, right, um, number one, and this is from your brother here, the popularity, okay, number one reason for the hate, 
right? The popularity and attraction of Africans to Kemet. Okay? That's one of the that's one of the big reasons I think that people are hating on Kemet. It's because of the popularity of attractions of and attraction of African people to Kemet. Okay? Especially the big three. The quote unquote big three, right? Judaism, Christianity, Islam, and you know, of course, the Hebrews—they're, you know, they're—they're, they're, you know, connected to the Judaism, of course. But um, the folk that are, you know, people of the book, so to speak, right? Bible, Quran people, okay? Um, they've been this, you know, they've been experiencing a decline, right? Um, people are leaving the church wholesale. People are leaving the mosque wholesale. People are leaving the you know the Hebrew faith or the synagogue wholesale, okay. And a lot of these people are when they leave, okay, it's a result of being exposed to or learning about ancient Kemet, right? It's about learning about the Kemetic um, civilization, okay. And um, you know one of the one of the major um, you know issues that are that's being debated is. And, you know, I don't understand why it's a debate, right? But, you know, the, you know, the um, Kemetic, Kushite, or African origins, right? Overall African origins, right? Particularly the Kemetic, Kushite origins of the big three, okay? Um, the Kemetic, Kushite origins of Judaism or Hebrewism, um, you know, Christianity and Islam, Right? So when, when our people hear these things, right, when they see that m many, if not all, right, of the concepts that are found in these traditions, right, can be found in the comedic tradition thousands upon thousands of years in advance, okay, then, you know what I mean, it's like, you know, it's no brainer, you know, it's a no brainer, they feel as though they've been, they've been lied to. Right? They were taught one thing was true and they found out that it wasn't. And, you know, why deal with something that is a poor copy, right? A bootleg, right? A bad bootleg at that. And even a quality bootleg. You know what I mean? It's a it's a it's a freaking it's a freaking movie theater cell flip phone video bootleg. <laughs> right? Folk walking all across the screen and whatnot and you know what I mean? That's the kind of that's the kind of feeling that you know people are feeling. So why why deal with that when you can go directly to the source? Okay, why deal with that when you can go to the source? So you know it's a popularity. It's because people have been abandoning the the big three, okay, for these traditions. Right, this is the reason why these people, the practitioners of these traditions, are hating on Kemet. Right? The adherents of these religions, they hate on Kemet because they're losing numbers. They're losing people to Kemet. Okay? So that's number one. Right? Number two. Okay. Number two. Right? Black or Afro African-centered organizations that came up in the West as a result of the black experience are losing relevance and must either... Put down Kemet or tie or connect their doctrine to Kemet. Okay? So, you know, when we talk about that, we're talking about the nation of Islam. Okay? 
um, we're talking about, at least in the latter part of the statement, the tie-in, the connection, um, you know, the more science temple. You know, they don't really hate on Kimmet, but they do try to put the more stamp on Kimmet. Like, you know, like, okay, Kimmet was Moors, and when you hear the term Tymerese, land of the Moors, and all of this, you know, all that, you know, that's, that's foolishness, right? That's not on point. Okay, so, you know, no disrespect to the brothers. You know, I'm, I'm good friends with, with a lot of them, but... Nah, that's that's not accurate. That's not on point. So, you know, they do, right? The Moors try to connect themselves to Kemet, okay? Um, or put the Moors step stamp on Kemet, right? Um, the Nation of Islam has, you know, hated on Kemet, okay? Um, in the same breath, because they teach from Bible and Quran, right? If you teach from the Bible and Quran and you know, much of your your reason for existence or, you know, the power, let's say the, the, the source material that you're drawing from is, is based on stories that have, you know, uh, you know you, you're saying that the, the Exodus story is a prophecy of African people in America. So, you know, or black people in America, right? Um, this, is, this is an argument that is heralded by... Hebrew Israelites and the nation of Islam, okay? The Exodus story is a prophecy, it's a prophecy of black people in America, okay? When you teach from that, and then you teach that, okay, these things actually happen, you know, and as far as the nation of Islam, it's, it's contradicting, you know, you'll never really know where they stand. It, it happened, it didn't happen, right? It, it was allegory, whatever case may be, it depends on what day you go in there, Okay? But um you know what I mean when you're when you're teaching this, okay, it automatically sets up a negative um you know disposition towards Kemet that can be increased or aggravated when you begin to lose FOI and MGT to Kemet. Okay? When when you begin to see MGT and FOI rocking unks, okay, you begin to see and, you know, this happened to me. When you begin to see, okay, um, brothers getting chastised, your know, brothers coming into the mosque with Ask Why Crazy DVDs. <laughs> okay? When you begin to see, right, um, you know, you're losing people. Okay? You're losing people to Kemet. Right? Then you're going to, you know... Increase the negative disposition that is already inherent in your in your religious uh your religious corpus right your religious text okay so right that's why they hate no Kimmet they're losing relevance why are they losing relevance because they've written a lot of checks that that they have not cast okay they've written checks that they have not been able to cast right people are you know beginning to look at these things as a lot of empty rhetoric. I'm just going just gonna to tell you, you know, straight up. You know, they look at it as rhetoric. They look at it as the cult of personality, whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, they, they, they long for something deeper. Right? They long for something more. Right? Um, you know, and because of this, right, also another reason why they're losing relevance is because of, you know, the, let's say, the apparent surface changes, right, the apparent surface changes that are taking place within the society, the masses of black people, whether they're comedic or not, 
you know, feel as though many of the, you know, black militant or black nationalist organizations are no longer relevant, right? Obama's in office, right? So, you know, and I don't agree with that, right? That's not that's not my position, but it is something that, you know, some people, it would cause them to lose numbers. It would cause them to, um, it would cause a decrease in their recruitment process, okay? So they're losing relevance, right? They're losing relevance. People are leaving, right? People are leaving wholesale, right? And a lot of people are leaving to get involved with Kemet, to learn about Kemet, okay? So Kemet is the enemy because of that. Or they must make statements, as you know, you know, as mentioned earlier, that their teachings are somehow the same as Kemet, but an upgrade or better than Kemet. Okay, um, you know, you know, if you left the nation of Islam to join uh, or to practice Ma'at, right, or to or to practice the you know comedic quote unquote cult tradition, right, whatever the hell that means. Okay, then, you know, you went backwards, right? You, you devolved, okay? You know, that's, um, that's some of the statements coming out, you know? And when that don't work, right, when that don't work, because it's funny. It's a funny thing. These cats, right, these cats make these statements at the beginning, and then when they can't, they either can't find the evidence to back their fallacious statements up, or they see that it don't work. It's actually a turnoff for them to dischem it. Now they're going to change their tone and want to talk about um, it's the same and their Islam is a Ma'atic Islam. Okay? You know, and this is, this is number, you know, once again, it is a tactic. It is, it is a ploy to try to get them to maintain relevance because they are losing relevance. Okay? They're losing relevance, right? So that's what's up with that. Okay. Another reason for the hate is a general misunderstanding of Kemet and its tradition, right? Um, and this, you know, this goes into what the brother, you know, Ikranif mentioned earlier, right? A lot of people hate on Kemet because they don't know Kemet. They don't understand Kemet. And, you know, um, they don't understand Kemet and they're not able to get a proper understanding either because they don't have access to the information. They don't want to. And, you know, that's a that's a lie. Right. You know, you can if you really want to learn about something, you should study it. Right. But if you're going to interpret um, or let's say your interpretation of a tradition is filtered through your own uh, religious or conceptual bias, okay, or based upon hearsay and not dealing with the primary um, sources and documentation, then you're going to have a misunderstanding from Kemet from the jump. There's no way you're going to be able to understand Kemet, okay? So, you know, if, for instance, you subscribe to some, you know, some foolish or, you know, some irrelevant concept of mono, monotheism, Right? You think that, number one, you think, right? You think that your traditions are monotheistic, number one. Okay? 
um, you know, that can be argument, argued down. That's a matter of fact, that's a subject matter for a whole nother show. Um, if I think I might have dealt with that a little bit in the series I did um, on the relationship between Kemet, uh, Judaism, Kemet, and Christianity, and Kemet and Islam, you go back to the Ku Kim archives. Right? You guys got to visit the archives, man. We got over 90-something shows recorded in the archives, available for you to download, free of charge. You know, packed with information pertaining to the comedic spiritual tradition, right? We deal, we, deal with the, we deal with the science, right? So, And we give it to our people for free, okay? We do this show for free. So definitely get into those archives, take advantage of them, right? But, um, you know, it's like, yo, I mean, yo, you know what I mean? Like, come on, you, you are not actually making an effort to understand the comedic tradition, okay? You're not making an effort. You're not... You're not studying the text, you're not reading stories, you're not learning the language, right? As a matter of fact, many of these people, when they do study Kemet, it's from the, it's from the position to, uh, it's for the purpose and the angle, right? From the angle of let me find, let me find a loose thread that I can pull to, to um, you know, unravel their entire stuff, Okay. So, um, you know, once again, you, you can't do research beginning with a bias, right? That's not, that's not scholarship, okay? All right, so, you know, misunderstanding of Kim and his tradition, you know, um, you know number one, you, you assume Kemet is, you know, polytheistic, whatever the hell that is, okay? You assume your tradition is monotheistic, right? And, you know, even worse... You know, you assume or, you know, I don't know how you came to the conclusion that monotheism, right, is all that great or a good thing, right? What the hell is it? Why is it important? Why is it good, right? Why is it bad if someone is not monotheistic, okay? Why is so-called poly- polytheism bad, right? These are not terms that I use, right? I don't use polytheism for the comedic tradition or any African tradition. I don't use monotheism for, any, for the comedic tradition or any African tradition, right? I prefer a term polyrhythmic, right? It's polyrhythmic, okay? <laughs> okay? It's a polyrhythmic, polyphonic tradition, okay? That's, um, that's a term that I, that I you know, prefer. But, you know, once again, you know, we, gotta, we never asked uh, critical questions on why, uh, you know, the monotheism and polytheism, you know, what, what is that about? Why, why is that even an issue? Um, is, you know, you know, is there any validity to, um, you know, monotheism equates to moral uprightness? Or equates to righteousness, right? Is there any argument for that outside of your respective religious texts? Okay? Is there any evidence? And from that, I guarantee you there's no argument. Because they don't have any, any evidence, any arguments outside of their religious texts. As far as that's concerned. Okay? Alright, so next... There's the misrepresentation of Kemet and its tradition. Okay? There's mi- the misrepresentation of Kemet and its tradition. Right? Now, this is coming from people that are anti-Kemet, right? Non-African Africans, even the intellectual circles, okay? And also, uh, 
coming from um, some people that are supposed to be adherents to or, or you know, practitioners of Kemet. They're supposed to be Kemetic, right? Um, but even they misrepresent Kemet and its tradition, okay? So, I want to go back to some of these arguments, right? The, you know, the Hebrew, the Hebrew arguments, right? You know, they say Kemet was immoral, right? One of the reasons it was polytheistic, um, it lacked laws, right? You know, I don't know how you can how you can use the term ma'at but then say Kemet lacked laws. That's that's just nuts. You know, ma'at means law. Okay, ma'at was the law, right? Everyone knows about the you know one of the biggest arguments that you argue against is the forty-two oaths of purity, the so-called forty-two declarations of innocence of ma'at, right? You know, you know, and you talk about that. And these are, quote-unquote, laws or things that are expected of an individual to achieve purity, okay? If you read the text, you know that, right? Because as soon as they um, finish making those statements, taking those oaths, having their heart weighed against the feather of my eye, they declare, I am pure, right? Wob kui, wob kui, right? I am pure, I am pure, okay? So... What are you talking about? Kemet has no morality, no moral code of conduct, right? No, you know, so what does it mean when you make the statements, I have not, I will not, or I do not sleep with the, uh, with the wife or husband of another, right? I do not um, steal. I have not murdered, or I will not kill anybody, right? How do you, how do you, what do you, what do you classify that, Okay. Are these statements not found in your quote-unquote law, okay? So if you have a code of conduct, and we can demonstrate clearly, Perth M. Heru, chapter 125, with the weighing of the heart, okay? We can demonstrate clearly, right, that we had a moral code of conduct, okay? We can demonstrate clearly that we didn't deal in murder, we didn't steal, right? Right? We didn't... Um, you know, sleep with the with the spouse of another. We didn't engage in homosexuality. That's another fallacious argument that is being made. That anyone reading, just reading the Pertim Heru chapter one twenty five, reading the forty two oaths, you know, you know what I mean? Where where the ancestor says, right? Non nek e nekek, okay? Non nek e nekek. Okay, I do not, I will not, or I have not engaged in homosexuality or copulated with a homosexual. That's in the that's in the Pert M Heru, chapter one twenty five. Yet one of the one of the you know foundational pillars of your argument is that for somehow some way Kimmet was pro homosexual, right? Pro homosexuality. Okay. Let's talk about it, right? Now, the argue, you, know, you know, we can argue about it all day, but this is the statements that are being made, okay? This is the statement that is being made, right? We didn't steal. We didn't kill, right? Okay? This, this, is, this is something that's evident, right? And then to take it further, there's what's called the Sibayit, okay? The Sibayit, which are the, the wisdom texts. And the instructional texts, right? 
such as the you know the instructions of you know uh, you know Keti the third to his son Merikara, okay? The the uh, wisdom of Pitahotep, right? The maxims of Aminamopet, okay? The the um, you know the instructions of Kagimini, right? The instructions of Ani, okay? Right? We also have the uh, the book of Kun Ampu, okay? The so-called eloquent peasant, right? Which goes down the line and lays out what Ma'at looks like and what are the you know, what are the benefits of living Ma'at, okay? The benefits of being ritually pure, being spiritually pure through living Ma'at. And how living a life of Ma'at will cause the forces of nature to assist you on your journey and in your endeavors. Okay? These are sources, right? Just a few. Okay? Just a few sources that you can go and look to to find morality or the moral ideal of ancient Kemet. Okay? Then, to take it even deeper, the, you know, the classification of concepts and ideas and actions and even thoughts and emotions has been organized and classified in the Madunata language. Right? You go back and listen to the show that we did a while ago called Isfet Boot and Beyond Moral Ideal in Ancient Kemet. Go back and listen to that show, okay? And you see how through the through the use of what's called determinatives in the written Medunitel language, our ancestors were able to classify what types of thoughts, words, and deeds, okay? What types of emotions and actions were considered isfet, right? Chaos, unrighteous, right? Boot, taboo, okay? What type of, of you know, actions were considered taboo or impure, right? And beyond, bad or evil, okay? The fact that we had terms for bad, evil, chaos, confusion, okay? As a, and, you know, in contrast to order, righteousness, good, purity, demonstrates that our ancestors had an understanding, very highly organized and developed understanding of right from wrong. Morality versus immorality. Ma'at versus isfet, or order versus chaos. Right? So your argument is a non-argument. As a matter of fact, your argument betrays the fact, okay, that you have not truly studied the comedic tradition as much as you claim to have done. You know what I mean? And therefore, you should be held accountable for lying to the people. Okay? You should be held accountable. For lying to the people Alright So we can put the morality I, I just gave several texts Right Pratim Heru chapter 125 Okay The the Sebayit or the, the wisdom and instructional text Petahotep Chagimini Ani Aminamopet Okay Keti the third Right Look at these texts These these maxims These proverbs These instructions Okay Look at them, and they lay out what a what a um, civilized, righteous individual looks like 
versus an unrighteous, uncivilized individual. Okay? As well as the, you know, the the reward and the quote-unquote consequence of living my art or living its fact. All of that's laid out. Right? So, we can put that one to rest. The, the immorality, you know, Kemet was immoral, right? That's something we can put to rest. Okay? They lack laws. Yo, Kemet had a very... You know, we just went through the 42 oaths of purity, right, as example of a law, right, the quote-unquote laws of Ma'at. But then, Kemet also had a very sophisticated judicial system. Very sophisticated judicial system. Kemet had tribunals in which people that transgressed certain laws, okay, were held accountable for transgressions of the law. You were held accountable. You were brought before the tribunal. Okay, so that the so that the the grievance can be sorted out. Okay, you were held accountable for your actions, right? And depending upon your actions, sometimes the consequence of your actions were severe, right? Sometimes the consequences of your actions were capital punishment worthy. Okay, for instance, whereas the Hebrews, right, some of them justify rape. Okay. Some of the Hebrews justify rape, right? You know, the consequence of rape in the comedic tradition was death. Death. Okay? It was death. Right? Whereas, whereas women in the Hebrew tradition don't have too many rights. As a matter of fact, women in the uh, Hebrew Christianity and Islamic traditions, okay, don't have many rights. You see, the antithesis in the comedic tradition. Okay? You can rape women in your tradition, especially if they're your enemies. Or, you know, it's okay for you to, um, you know, to get with um, girls that are nine years old, so on and so forth. Okay? Still with it. Alright, let's deal with it. Okay? Don't want to hear that no more. <laughs> Alright? Black people, okay? This is the this is another Hebrew argument. Black people in the West are not Africans but Hebrews. Egyptians were African and therefore blacks cannot be comedic because they're Hebrews, right? And they cannot be African because they're Hebrews and Hebrews are not African. Right, so Hebrews actually bear witness that the Kemetic people, the Egyptian people, were African people. Right, they don't have a problem with that. But they say they're not African, and Black people in the West are Hebrews. Right, so therefore, Black people in the West are not Africans. So, um, you know, in dealing with that, right, in dealing with that. You know, I think the, the, the brother, Aubrey, you know, he, he, summed, he summed up, right? He nutshelled um, the whole foundation and basis of their argument, which is, which is weak, okay? It's, it's a weak argument, you know, when, when he says that they're basing it all off of that book. It's based all off of Abraham and, you know, um, the Exodus story and all that. And there is absolutely no evidence no evidence outside of their text, okay, or, you know, anything, any, any, um, you know, account 
that comes thousands and hundreds of years later, okay, that speaks to what's said in their text is always drawing from or referencing their text, okay? So you don't have any actual historical or archaeological evidence, okay, to support the claim that anything that they're saying as to their origins ever actually happened. In other words, you do not have uh, evidence of the existence of a Hebrew people prior to the Bible. Okay? You don't have any evidence. You're talking hundreds and thousands of years after the fact. Okay? There's no evidence of them being enslaved in Kemet. Okay? No evidence. Right? No evidence. No evidence, no argument. Okay? So, I don't, you know, I really don't feel, like I said at the top of the show, that we need to devote too much time to them. Right? You look at, you look at number one. People fail to realize, right, and we'll deal with that a little bit more, you know, deal with it a little bit more later also. Kemet was an empire, okay? Kemet was an empire, right? The land that they refer to as their homeland, Israel, right? Yisrael, right, which is, which is you know, that's a deep name in itself, but Yisrael, right? That land was the home of the Canaanites, Okay? Now, according to your text, right, you inherited that land by committing mass genocide on the Canaanites, okay? The Canaanite people, right, which even according to your text was an African people, descendant of Ham, who you identified with the Africans, okay? So you committed genocide on African people to get your quote-unquote land, Israel, okay? Now, that being said, when we look at your... You know, we look at your tradition, we look at the names that you use to refer to God, okay, or the Creator. We look at, um, you know, your early history, right? All of the, let's say, all of the elements, okay, the foundational elements that go into uh, shaping the Hebrew tradition or, you know, the Israelite tradition, okay? It can be found in the Canaanite tradition, okay? Your name for God, right? El, right? El Elyon is a Canaanite God, right? So, you know, what, you know, or a Canaanite deity, right? Because, you know, I, I don't too much care for the term God, right? But a Canaanite deity, okay? So, you know, and, you know, you have the name of a Canaanite deity, in your actual name of your people, Israel. I mean, right there, that should be a red flag. That, that should let people know, okay, the cultural, the cultural and natural genesis of your tradition. Because traditions evolve out of previous traditions. Just like people descend from previous people. Okay? So, when we look to your origins, there's no evidence for you. And any evidence that is there, Goes back to goes back to Canaan. Goes back to the Canaanites. When we look at Canaan and the Canaanites historically, right, we find that they were always a part of the Kemetic Empire. Always, okay. And it wasn't 
necessarily or always by force. You see what I'm saying? Your own book testifies or attests to the fact, right, that you came into Kemet because you had no choice. You came into Kemet because there was famine in your land. You came into Kemet so you wouldn't starve. Okay? Your own book says that. Right? And we can see documentation as far as the Canaanites and other um, traditions or other peoples to the north. Right? Seeking alliances. Right? Treaties. Alliances with Kemet. Okay? So that they could be under the protection of Kemet militarily. And so that in times of difficulty, they could benefit from the wealth and fertility of Kemet through trade. Okay? So, you know, that's that. <laughs> A good book to check out on that subject, right? On Kemet as an empire is called When Kemet Ruled the East. Okay? When Kemet Ruled the East. Right? Check that book out. It's actually available... Um, at the Oriental Institute of Chicago website, right? You go to the Oriental Institute of the University of Chicago website, and you can download when, e when Egypt ruled the East free of charge as a PDF from that website, okay? So you go there, and you're going to see, yo, Kemet was an empire. Their, their influence stretched all the way up into Europe, all, you know, um, the Mediterranean, right? It went out deep, right? You know, it's it's an empire. And just like any empire, any world power, you know, any dominant culture, okay, your culture, your language, right, your way of doing things is going to have a great influence on the people that are part of your culture or that engage you as, you know, as a superior power. Okay? So when we look at Canaan, when we look at you know, uh, many of the, uh, even the, you know, even the Europe, the European or the Greek, early Greek, quote-unquote prehistoric Greek, right? You really want your mind blown. Go look at the prehistoric Greek, um, you know, civilization. Just type in prehistoric Greece, and you'll see the comedic style statues, okay? And then you read the philosophers, and they tell you how, they were civilized by the Kemetic people, and all of their all of their tradition, as far as the um, the religion or the gods, right, were taken from Kemet. Okay, you know what I mean. This is this is giving up, right? Kemet was the dominant power, the world power of the ancient world. Okay, and its influence can be seen clearly. Right? When we look at Can the Canaanite tradition, it's damn near identical to Medunater. Right? When we look at the Canaanite language, it's, it's descended from the Medunater language. Right? And as, as the Canaanite and, uh, and uh, you know, um, what's called the, the Proto-Sinai, you know, the Hebrew, all of, you know, it, it's, a, it's part of the ancient Egyptian language family. Right? It's a descendant from Medunater. Okay, so what is the argument here, right? How can you argue that your, um, your, or how can you have a problem with the statement that, you know, much of what it is that you have, you got from Kemet? How could you not? How could you not, right? How could you not get it from Kemet if Kemet was the dominant, was a dominant culture 
and you know the the culture or the society that you that you got many of your concepts from you claim to inhe- to have inherited the land from which there was or stolen the land from rather through genocide which there's no evidence of either right you claim to have gotten that from a society that was always a partner and a part of the comedic empire okay Deal with that. Deal with that and get back, right? But you're going to have a hard time with the fact that, you know, number one, this is why, you know, people always ask, yo, Pinu, why don't you get out there and argue with these guys? Why don't you get out there and debate some of these guys? What for? What for? We're trying to build, right? We're trying to build. We're in the process of building, okay? And, you know, you don't waste time debating or arguing or wondering about something where there is absolutely no uh, no um no evidence to prove whether it's true or false right that's you know when we're talking about the you know the science of reasoning and proper methodology right we're talking about the science of um you know of how to you know determine whether or not something is even worthy to be a question Okay, if you can't prove it true or false based on a lack of tangible evidence, okay, there's not even a question. It's not a proposition. You don't waste time, attention, and energy on it. Okay, that's why I don't argue with these people. Okay, that's why I don't argue with these people. Okay, so go to deal with that, right? We we we've done we've done with that. I, I think I'm done with them. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking I'm done. Well, you know. We can also look at the fact that their their text puts them in Egypt at every critical point in the in their literature in their body of in their body of literature every critical point puts them in Egypt okay for one reason or another every major figure in their in their text went into Egypt and spent a substantial amount of time in Egypt right they went into Egypt as a tribe and and allegedly left. A mass great nation, okay? You know how could you do that, right? How could you do that, okay? Your your one of your patriarchs is claimed to have been raised as a freaking prince, a a comedic prince, right? And is supposed to be learning all the ways of the uh the learning all the wisdom and knowledge of the Egyptians, okay? And he became from doing so, mighty in word and deed, or what we would call in the comedic tradition, Marakaru, okay, how could that happen, okay, if he had not learned the tradition? Matter of fact, this is the same man that brought you your law, okay, allegedly. Got to put that alleged stamp, because I, I don't want none of the family to have a psychological slip thinking that none of this, you know, any of this stuff is real, because, you know, it's not real. <laughs> There's no evidence to show and prove that it's real, okay? Right, so the misrepresentation of the comedic tradition by these people, right? You know, Kemet was an empire. That whole that whole area was a part of the empire. Kemet was a dominant power, dominant culture. Therefore, that whole area from the culture, the spiritual traditions, the iconography to the language is all related to the comedic tradition. Case closed. Okay, case closed. 
All right? So, then we also, right, we also have to deal with those that, um, you know, practice the comedic tradition that misrepresent Kemet, right? Um, or those that call themselves comedic that misrepresent Kemet because they don't necessarily practice the tradition. That's an important thing to understand also, okay? Um, the the things that I just ran through, you know, as it pertains to the Hebrews, okay? The stuff that I just ran through, okay? The information that I just laid out. Anybody could do this, okay? Anybody could do this, right? Um, so if if they if there's still an argument and, you know, it hasn't been nipped in the bud or you haven't excused yourself from the from the argument because there's no rationale in with the with these people, there's no rationale in their argument, right? Then we have to wonder, you know, what's going on, right? So, you know, that's number one. Number two, okay, um Kimmet, you know, people misrepresent Kimmet as though it's Straight intellectualism or a philosophy and not a spiritual tradition. Okay? Kemet is a spiritual tradition. You cannot separate the Kemetic spiritual tradition from Kemet. Okay? The spiritual tradition was intrinsic to the very foundation and organization of the society. Kemet was a cosmological society. Okay? So to divorce or to attempt to divorce the Kemetic spiritual tradition from Kemet itself right, would be a great, you know, a great misjust, you know, misjustice, okay, it's a great misjustice, the other thing here, right, Kemet, um, um, you know, the Kemetic tradition and the Kemetic civilization was an African society, the Kemetic tradition was an African traditional spiritual system, or what other people refer to as an ATR, an African spiritual tradition, or African religion, African traditional religion, pardon me, and if you're not engaging the Kemetic tradition or Kemet as a traditional African society and African traditional religion or African traditional spiritual system, okay, then you are not engaging the Kemetic tradition. If you are not studying the literature, that's another thing, because this is something that, um, you know, the sister Shimsuat, um, you know, pointed out earlier Many of these people cannot speak or read Medunitaire. Okay? Many of these people, and even some of them that are big-time well-known authors on the, you know, so, you know, allegedly on the comedic tradition, cannot speak or read Medunitaire. Okay? Um, you know, some of the people, many of the people that are out debating do not read or speak Medunitaire. Okay, they do not read or engage the the text, the primary sources. Okay, um, and you know even if they do that, they do not actually practice the tradition or interpret the tradition as an ATR or an Af or traditional African spiritual system. What do we mean by that? Okay, by you know a traditional African spiritual system, we're talking about a tradition that is. Heavily familial, right? Family-oriented. A tradition that is heavily ancestral, right? Ancestral veneration is practice, okay? The, the, um, the understanding of 
a divine being, a divine source that manifests or expresses itself as many divinities, right, or divine forces, right, divine emanations, okay? The veneration of that one abstract being through uh, the various forces that are seen as paths to gaining an understanding and engaging that infinite being. Okay, so we're talking about the natural, okay, um, ancestral veneration, right? And by ancestral veneration, we're talking about ancestral shrines. We're talking about sacrifice. We're talking about libations, okay? We're talking, we're talking about, um, you know, the funerary rites, all of that, okay? As a daily practice, okay? Divination, right? Divination. A means or method through which the ancestors, the divine forces, the divine is engaged, communicated with in order to maintain order in society and in your daily life. Okay? This is what we mean. These are pillars, chief pillars of any ATR. Right? These, these are standards through which all ATRs are able to or should be able to... Um, you know, able to affirm one another, bear witness to one another, okay? If you're not looking at and understanding the Netaru in the same way that you would understand the Orisha, okay, or the Loa, right, or the Voodoo, okay, or the Nomo, right, okay, or the Abosom, okay, Right? If you're not looking at and interpreting and understanding, okay, the you know, the Egungun with the Jertiu or the or Oser Kinti Amintiu, right? Oser Kinti Amintiu, okay? Right? Then you don't understand the tradition. Right? You should not be up arguing. Right? That's another thing. Another gross misrepresentation of the comedic tradition, okay, is the um this these comedic missionaries. Right? That's another thing, right? There is not a doctrine of recruiting or um a doctrine of you know yeah, a doctrine uh, a doctrine of proselytizing, okay? Or preaching Kemet. Conversion, that's the word I'm looking for. There is not a doctrine of conversion, right? There's no conversion clause in comedic spirituality, right? You can't look at one piece of evidence to see where the people that practice the comedic tradition converted the people to their tradition, okay? You can't, you can't find it, right? Um, there is no doctrine of conversion in ATRs. Right? It's not, it's not, that's why I don't really care for the word religion in that sense, because even though I understand the, the, the origins of the term, right, because of the way that we know religion to be today, right, many of us, you know, many of us might make a mistake in thinking that you have things such as doctrines of conversion, like you're trying to recruit people to become comedic or trying to trying to convert them to your quote unquote religion. That's not that's not what's up. 
right? That does not exist in any ATR, okay? Does not exist in Kemet, right? So these people that are coming off as Kemetic missionaries, so to speak, right? They're grossly misrepresenting uh, the Kemetic tradition, okay? The fact that, you know, oracular consultation or divination is practiced in the Kemetic tradition. The fact that if you can go to Kemet, you can go to Kemet today and find temples, right? You can find shrines, okay, um, where oracular, um, you know, consultation was made, where offerings and sacrifices were made. You can find on the walls. Like this is something I saw the other day where, you know, uh, a brother in one of the one of the Madunatel language groups on Facebook, um, you know, asked, you know, what is, you know, how, how is some of the way that, you know, the ancestors in Kemet perform ancestral libations, okay? And this other guy chimed in, you know, perform libations to who and for what? Because from what I understand from the, the Kemetic people down where I'm at, you know, I think this guy was down in, in the island somewhere, might have been Trinidad or something like that, right? Don't quote me on it, though. You know, he was saying he heard from these people that these, you know, these natural are just concepts. So why would you pour libations to a concept? Okay? That is, that is a result also of, you know, once again, the interpretation. This is what we're talking about, the interpretation of the tradition as just an intellectual exercise or a philosophy. Something that is conceptual but not an actual reality. Right? The natural or actual living Forces of nature, okay? And all of the text, all of the evidence, we're going to take a group to Kemet this September. Yo, if you don't know about it, the Cool Kim Kemet tour is going on, right? It's going down um, September 3rd, okay, through the 14th, okay? We're going to be in Kemet, and I'm going to, yo, we're going to take you, right? Myself, the brother Rob Mary, right? Shout out to Rob Mary. We're going to take you guys to the temples. We're going to take you in the temples. We're going to take you to the tombs, right? We're going to demonstrate to you the, you know, uh, comedic tradition as a living spiritual tradition. We're going, you're going to understand the comedic spiritual tradition on a level you never understood before, right? But you'll be able to see for yourself that it was more than just a concept. You can see them making the offerings. You can see them performing the sacrifices. You can see them, um, you know, performing um, festivals, right? Participating in festivals in the same way that we do today in the Voodoo Festival in Benin, in the Oshun Asogbo Festival in, um, you know, in um, Nigeria, okay, in Yoruba land, in the, you know, the um, the Egungun Festival and the Osir Festival, right? Okay, the um. The same way that the festivals still go on in all of the um, diasporic um, expressions or, you know, kins to those West African traditions that we just made, just named, right? And even how you even find it, the same festivals, right? The same deities from Oshun, right? It's from Oshun, okay? Even being venerated in festival in Mardi Gras. It's, it's happening here in New Orleans. Also, you got New Orleans voodoo here in New Orleans, right? So, you know, this is something, uh, man, you want to see all of that. We're going to demonstrate it to you on this tour, right? You can go and see for yourself the truth of what it is that I'm talking about, 
Okay? We're going to lay it out for you. Right? But they practice divination also. In the same way that, you know, you have the fa in voodoo. You got the ifa, okay? In, in um, you know, Yoruba, okay? Right? You got divination performed. I, I don't know the, the right term for, or the specific term for the divination or oracular process in the uh, Dogon tradition, but they perform divination as well, right? But you also got the term bia or biat, okay, in the comedic tradition for oracle. Like the actual term for oracle and divination in Maduna Tess. So what are these people talking about? What are they talking about? Okay. All right. Then we're going we're gonna to open up the lines real quick before we move further. Man, like I said, it's a very deep, in-depth outline, family. Um, Yo, yeah, we're definitely more than likely going to have to come back with a part two to this because, whoo, I haven't even gotten to the, you know, the, 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 the real meat, right? The real meat, the real meat of the subject is showing and proving that the people that are adhering to Kemet or are drawn to Kemet and practice the Kemetic tradition have every right to do so by birthright, by lineage. We're going to demonstrate it. Okay, we're going to demonstrate how the the family that are, you know, from the ATRs that are expressing hate actually shouldn't be doing so. Could it be that their own traditions, in their own old traditions, right? Do they do they actually trace their origins and lineage back to Kemet? We're going to see. <laughs> Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Uncle New. You listen to Cool Kim Radio. Deal with the subject. Yo, stop hating on Kemet. Right? Want to open up the lines if you have something that you'd like to say or add? Right? You want to chime in, add on, etc. So on. By all means, feel free to do so. We love to hear from you. And if by chance you have something that you'd like to say or add, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave that comment or question in the talk to live chat room. We'll get to it ASAP. All right. Going to go down to the QM. Hetepu, Marina Turk, are you there? Hetepu, I'm here. All right. Okay, I see real quick that um, you know, some of the I say some of the uh, some of the the guests are saying that they they lost sound. So you know, can you you guys can hear me good? I can hear you. Hear you uh, well. Okay, too good deal. Right, so. Did I never lost uh, lost connection or you never could not hear me? Mm-mm. Okay, good deal. Two, dwa. All right, all right. What's what's the good word? Uh, you're you're saying it. <laughs> like my head is reeling right now. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that you laid out, and uh, you just barely scratched the surface. So. <laughs> Okay, two, yeah, yeah. When I say barely scratch the sur- surface, barely, barely, right? You know, barely. Whew! <laughs> two, okay. But uh, all right. So, so you're good to go though. 
Did um, you ever you ever remember it? Uh, you know what it was that you want to say? Or you have something else? I I mean I I was trying to think of how to refine it, but I um just just to rehash it. Um, the state or the quote that that Dio that you read. Um, he talked about the denial of the African origins of of Kemet and how that uh, the I guess the that and the reluctance to to uh, study study Kemet would lead to intellectual devolution in our people. So I was thinking, like, I thought it was an interesting interesting observation, and it's a slap in the face when you think about the, the large number of our people today that are, are running to, uh, institutions of higher learning. <laughs> uh-huh. And so it's, it's, it's almost a contradiction. Like it's what, like what's going on with that? And, and how, um, how is what's going on in the conscious community? And everything that you, you know, laid out in the show, how is that a reflection of the intellectual devolution that he that he was talking about? Dude, okay. Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. You know, we're we're talking about the results of a lack of roots, right? A lack of foundation. I mean that's you know, when you look at you look at our our condition here in the West is because we lack the foundation, right? We lack a foundation. But, you know, it's it's funny because you know, I'm telling you, we haven't even, you know, we haven't even dealt with the situation. You know, we're going to, you know, we haven't really gotten to the, the bulk of the solutions. Understanding the pan-African origins of ancient Kemet, number one. Understanding Kemet as a pan-African empire, number two, right? And the pan-African dispersion or diffusion of Kemet, okay? That's going to be demonstrated through linguistics, oral tradition, cultural unity. Um, and, you know, when we talk about oral traditions, we're talking about, modern Africans, right, uh, African peoples, right, that in their traditions, they trace their lineage back to Kemet, say that they came from Kemet, okay? We're going to call specific peoples, okay? And, you know, you know, if we're able to get to it today, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe not, but I'm going to also give you some source material that you'll be able to go back and look at and see. But, um, you know, even with that, even with them, right, um, whether you're here in the West, in the diaspora, or, you know, whether you're continental African or, you know, someone that is uh, part of the diaspora that has adopted, you know, um, you know, ATR, right? You know, whether it's Ifa or Vudun or whatever the case may be, right? The Khan tradition, you know, they they may not be aware of the depth of their own, you know, the depth of the old traditions in the own in their own traditions, okay, and what they practice. Right, so you know, because of that, it's still a lack of foundation. Okay, and I think you know I want to even throw in at the end the Pan African revival because when we look at the origins of Kemet and then we see the conditions of African people today 
worldwide and the rise and importance of Pan-Africanism, you know, it shouldn't be any question why our people are being drawn to Kemet because especially us here in the diaspora, right, we, we don't have, sure, we can take a DNA test and, you know, it can go back to a certain point, right, but not all of it, can't do the whole shebang, right, but um, we can't necessarily draw our uh our link or direct link to a specific place or people okay so you know looking at that that's why you know us african people in the west more so than africans anywhere you know africans anywhere else in the world we we rep africa as a whole right we're pan african meaning all african okay so you know, whereas others might say, okay, no, I'm Nigerian, or even more than that, I'm, I'm Igbo, I'm Yoruba, okay? Um, you know, or, you know, I'm uh, Fon, or whatever the case may be, right? You know, uh, this one here is Zulu, this one's Kosa, et cetera, so on. You know, you, you have these differences, um, you know, between people even in, within the same nation, okay? Um, you know, we don't really have that. Right? We don't have that. So we're pan African. We're attracted to or we're I say we rep and, and promote all of Africa, right? So when we understand that, right? We understand um Kemet as a pan African higher, right? And then the pan African dispersion and then we we tie in the pan African dispersion or diffusion of Kemet into the heart of Africa and then we tie that Diffusion into the diaspora And then how all of these Various Africans came together And became the quote unquote Africans In the Americas Okay And then we find that You see nowhere uh, A rise and herald of Kemet Like you do Then in the West Here amongst the Africans in the diaspora So called Africans in America Why? Why is that? You know Some people say As it was in the beginning so shall it be in the ending, right? But um, it's a lack of foundation, ultimately. I know that was a long way to answer your, your question. <laughs> right? The lack of the roots, just like if you cut the roots of any tree, any plant, you know, you're going to see it slowly, you know, it's going to slowly deteriorate. Okay? Um, you know, lack of roots in, in, you know, ancestral ties, lack of roots and foundation as far as knowing how to conduct research. Okay? So a whole lot of that. Right? Some of these people, even um, as it pertains to um, the, you know, the, the the intellectuals, quote unquote, right, or the um, you know, or the practitioners of some practitioners of the ATR, right, because it's not all of them. Some of them get it, right. So it's it's not all practitioners of the ATR. I want to make that clear. Is you know, it's mainly those that you know don't really get it, okay. But um, you know, it's like you know they haven't been. You know they haven't either. They either haven't done the immense research or the the detailed research, right? The in-depth research um, to arrive at the roots, okay? And you know they, you know, so they're just getting in where they got in, right? But they're not addressing the root or looking at the roots. And um, you know, also they may not have, you know, had the training or whatever. 
right, to know how to actually go about getting, you know, getting the research done and getting source material, knowing where to look and get to get to as close to primary or firsthand experience or account as possible. Okay. That clear? To you, to you, definitely. All yeah, right. Buddy. To you, all right. So, we we good to go or you got more? Good to go. I'm good to go. All right. Dwao, excellent, excellent, excellent. Head to pool. Okay. Head to pool, Shimsu, watch you on the air. Head to pool, all right. I, what's what's goody? <laughs> well, you know, I was just thinking, even just with you saying, you know, um, the back to foundation, and it's, I, you know, I just feel like a lot of them also just lack the discipline within themselves to really sit down and do the work, the studies, and 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 all of that. Like a lot of people, you know, they'll learn or they or they get this knowledge, and you know, with little bit they have, they run out and you know, have it and um, right. Uh, this, you know, like you, like you gotta have, you gotta do the work before you go out there and say, okay, this is time to present something to you and and things like that. That's why typically I don't, you know, I mean, I, I talk about certain things, but I just don't, you know, I, I don't just put it out like that. But I see, I see, you know, what what's happening, you know, and um, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm happy, I'm part. I'm a part of greatness right now, so I don't. <laughs> 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 you know, Duana it's, 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 yeah, Duana Terry, to you. Um, you know, um, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm on the line. I'm, I'm listening. I'm absorbing. All right, Dwau, it, it ain't too much. No, it's not too much at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how you say my my notes might be too much though. <laughs> 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 at, at least, at least for one day. So, uh, Dwau, definitely, definitely. Did you touch? Okay. No, 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 no I was go ahead. Say, did, did you touch on the um um? I, I, I don't think you did. Never mind. Never mind. I'll just wait till you get to that part. You sure? Yeah, because I don't think I heard you say anything about the um the whole Moorish Moors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really, I haven't really talked about them too much. You know, they. I say, like I said, the Moors, they um, their 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 thing is they like to put their stamp on Kemet. Okay, now, you know, the Moorish Science Temple, you know, was, you know, of course, it come up here, you know, predecessor to the Nation of Islam, um, et cetera, so on, you know, and they, you know, they have a habit of wanting to make everything Moorish, okay, make everything Moorish, right, and, you know, much of their, much of their arguments is really due to um, bad linguistics, Okay, you know, that's when you nutshell it, right? You know, if how you get how you yeah. get land of the Moors out of uh, Ta Marie, okay, Ta Marie, and yeah. and and you know, with you know when when you make a statement like that, I have to wonder, you know, have you ever even engaged a comedic lexicon, right? Have you ever engaged in Medunatel language, right? Yeah. Have you studied the the language group of that you know the comedic or Medunatel is a part of, right? You know, it's uh-huh. it's like you know what kind of what kind of you know work are you actually doing to to make a claim like that? So, you know, they're they're similar to the, to the other ones that that you know as far as like um you know like I will say once again they don't discommit. I give them that uh-huh. they don't uh-huh. discommit, but they do claim they do put their stamp 
on Kemet. They claim that Kemet was a Moorish civilization. They claim that, um, you know, that the Moors were the custodians of the Kemetic science. And, you know, that's a whole other debate altogether. Right, we got to debate that. Because, you know, like, like, like I said uh, a second ago, um, you know, if you know, if you're not engaging, uh, you know, the comedic tradition as an ATR, right? Um, and I laid out the pillars of every ATR, right? That is used by all ATRs to confirm or affirm other ATRs. We should be able to see in the Morris science, in the Morris tradition, right? All of those elements. Okay, yeah. we should be able to see ancestral veneration, shrines, right? Sacrifices and, and offerings being made. We should be able to see ancestral libations. We should be able to see uh, the venerations of, of divine natural forces. Okay? We should be able to see um, oracular consultation or divination. We don't find it. We don't see it. We do and, find Freemasonry. Here, here. Yeah, because that, that's just, um, that's, I, the, the, I don't really understand that the, the more, I, I really don't want to even try to, but, um, um, the brother that, that you said that, uh, said something about the, uh, concept or, or whatever, did you, did you, did you answer him? Like, did you say anything to him? Nah, I said, I, you know, I was hoping that, you know, one of the other brothers in there might have done it. I have, I am keeping tabs, but. I made a mental note of okay, this is a problem, but it's I say his thing wasn't uh, an issue of hate. It's it's an issue of people that are claiming Kemet misrepresenting Kemet. You know what I mean? So you know that's that's like a it's an internal issue. But um, you know we gotta yeah, that that subject right the the misrepresentation of Kemet is a deep one in and of itself because you know like you know. Who who else is 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 you know it's a reason for it right even with the ATRs you don't see too many people that are pushing Kemet actually practicing the Kemetic tradition in the in the manner that that we laid out as far as the pillars of an ATR it's yeah. it's very very few and far in between that you see it okay and you rarely see it without without it being um you know some sort of syncretism you know with with something else right um you know whether it's Eastern traditions or whatever. Or, you know, you don't see it with, um, yeah, you don't really see it in the in the vein that, okay, you know, you got a shrine, uh, you know, a shrine to Osir, or a shrine to Heru, or a shrine to Oset, a shrine to Het Heru. Like, you know, like, you come into Hanisu, you see we got shrines set up, right? Uh -huh. um, we use the comedic names. We don't use foreign terms you know, Vedic terms or whatever the case may be to invoke comedic deities, right? So we use comedic names, right? The names of the Netaru in the comedic language. We use the comedic invocations and hymns and Hesi, right? Hesi, you chants. We use these things, right? To invoke the Netaru, right? I open up every show, right? Saluting the the divine, the forces, the ancestors, right? In the yeah. Medunatel language, yeah. okay. So you know that's something that's something that we you know that that's part of the reason why people can say oh Kimmit is dead, right? Or people can misrepresent Kimmit because 
they once again are not engaging it as you know an African tradition. And and you know and that's just not only happening. Um, you know that's that's also being on on TV too because it's, there's this um, show um, called the Cosmo and the brother Neil um, DeGrasse or, or whatever his Phil. name is. Phil. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Phil. I, I I watched this um show and he I watched this one show and he just gave the props of civilization and all this like this like the the literature and, and everything he gave it to Greece. Right. That's what they I, do. I, I, I was amazed. <laughs> I was amazed. I was like, really? This brother really? I mean, did they tell him do that or do he just not know? I mean, I, yeah, I, uh, I've seen that. I've seen that. You know, he 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 bumps. Isaac Newton as like the smartest man ever and yeah, you know yeah. and I'm like, yo, what about Yaim Hotep, right? Or Imhotep, right? What about right. what about that? You know what I mean? You know, it's yeah, you know, like some of the you know, I look at shows like that. I look at that show, I look at the things that he said. Um I I've even blogged on, on some of the points that he's made. Um, you know, I look at I look at um, you know, the the Wazungu, the one that's in the wheelchair, um, Stephen Hawking. Okay, another one. You know, I look at him and you know, his into the universe and you 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 read what they what they're saying, yo, it's the cosmology of Venu all day. It's comedic cosmology. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know, the way that they break down the origins of the universe and what happened, yo, I can take you I've been doing it for years. I've been doing it for years. When I say years, yeah. I mean years, right? Yeah, I'm getting up there. Getting, you know, not for real. Right. But, you know what I mean? Right. Been doing it for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Demonstrating and breaking down, you know, the relationship between comedic cosmology and how quantum physics, you know, is identical if they're not drawing from it. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, that was that was interesting. I have seen the brother give the, the credit to Greece instead of his own ancestors. I don't know if it's because he's unfamiliar with it or, you know, he has to do it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. One of these days we're gonna have to have a little separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, do I? All right, excellent, excellent. Do I who? Do I? Hetta Pooh. All right, Hetta Pooh. What's a good word? I um. I wanted to ask you um, if you could go into what is the goal of the haters hating on hating on Kemet, and um, what answers do they offer to the issues in the world today, or do they even see that there's issues uh, African liberation? Does that have any meaning to them, or? Oh yeah. What their goals are? Two, two. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we we talked about uh, you know, some of the reason their goals, right? Um, I talked about it a little bit with some of them. They're losing relevance, right? You know, when we talk about the big three, they're losing relevance, and as they lose relevance, their their movement, their organization, their economy, right? Because um, that's the big thing. Their economy loses momentum. Okay, so if you lose people, you lose money, right? Now, so it's um, about money with them. Well, you know, it comes it's, down to it, money. I mean, of of course, when when we when we talk to, talk about any movement, 
right? You got to have the, the monetary resources to fuel it, you know? So yeah. whether whether or not they are they are all you know actually about their 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 you know supposed or alleged in game, okay, a nation of of their own etc. So you know like I don't you know and I do have my uh my opinion on you know some of these organizations that yo raise yo I've been a part of the organizations you know at least one of them and have. You'll see where, you know, the leader can make a call to raise X amount of money, a million dollars, and we go out there and get it done, right? And, you yeah. know, if, if we want a nation, yo, there's, yo, there's land, there's land on the continent that is available for those that are willing to repatriate that, that are way cheaper. Yo, you could have got mad land with the money that was raised. Now, you add to the fact that they've been around for, you know, some of them, 80 years, okay? Um, you know, 80 plus years, right? 90 plus years, right? You add that fact, then, you know, it's like, okay, you know, if you, if you had a strong economic, um, you know, system set in place and you raised the money and, you know, it has been... Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It has been documented that you have done so countless numerous times. You know, I'm, I mean, like, yo, either it's bad understanding of economics, and it can't be because I've heard I've heard the correct argument, just haven't seen the reflection of it, you know, in the actions. But um, you know, land is the is the foundation of all economics, right? And when we get to talking about what people can, how can Kemet benefit us today? You know, we're gonna we're gonna see how. Yo, Kimmet is like one of the best examples of black economics and wise economics, okay? And going to also demonstrate how during the dispersal or the diffusion of Kimmet into Africa, everywhere that these Africans went, they, they looked for um, uh, uh, an ecology, right? A place where they could set up their society um, in, a, in a way that reflected the Nile Valley civilization, okay, where where you have a, ridic- uh, a river that is um, the critical, right, critical to the stability, the economy, and fertility of the land, okay. So you hear them say in their in their um, in their old traditions, wherever they went, um, you know, now they left Kemet for you know one or two reasons, either the desert desertification, right, um, much of the place is becoming desert. Um, or um, the you know because of war breaking out in Kemet, they left Kemet, traveled south, and wherever they found water, that's where they set up societies. Okay, centered around those rivers, centered around the water source. Okay, um, this is something. This is something that you know we got to go in detail with because yo, it's about land and having you know having um, you know the the means to. Uh, facilitate your essential needs, right? And, uh, you know, so that's one thing. But if we wanted land, if we wanted a nation of our own, some of them, you know, they had the money to do so. Maybe they just didn't want to go to Africa, you know? Right? Maybe they didn't want to go to Africa. But, um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's a money thing because they, you know, they lose they lose momentum when people leave their leave their organization. So, um, they lose money when people lose their organization, which means they their movement, whatever movement is there, right? Um, it loses momentum, 
and therefore they must try to, you know, try to latch on to Kemet, try to equate or make themselves superior to Kemet, or they must try to vilify Kemet, to destabilize uh, or to, you know, to put it into people uh, being attracted to Kemet, because Kemet is attractive. Yeah. Tell you. Excellent so, question. Uh, the um uh by different chemists, uh, the the plan or the goal that they see is it for does it have a spiritual outcome? You know, I, I, I could get more people to believe like me, I could raise some money and then with that money I could well, you know, I can do what? You mean? You mean as far as the folk, the folk that are hating? The haters, you. Yeah, I mean, you know, after they after they get the money, you know, and like I said, it's, you know, I'm questionable, or you know, it can be debated whether or not they are sincere in the in the overall goal, you know, the overall goal or agenda of their of their organization, right? Um, you know, some, for instance, they claim they want to set up a nation of their own, right? Um, you know, others, you know, for instance, the Hebrews, they are looking for the return of, you know, the Messiah or whatever. And, you know, the set up of a nation centered around the Messiah, right? Um, you know, so, you know, some of them, they actually, um, some of them, they hate for religious reasons, Right? But even behind those re- religious reasons, they gotta be they gotta be economics behind it, right? Otherwise, there's not, not really any movement. It's just a blackenized version of the Christian Church. <laughs> Christian Church is just a religion. It's, you know, it's a religious organization, right? Um, there's crazy, crazy economics going on in there, right? They they got a lot of money, but that money isn't really doing anything. You know, it's not geared towards African liberation. Okay, so if there's no movement, um, then you know it's just uh, it's just a black, you know, another black church, just a little bit more militant and a little more rude. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. All right. Good to go. Oh, oh, you got some more. Good to go. Good to go. All right. Good questions. Raul, heads up. Heads up. Okay. Heads up, poo. Equanif, you on the air. Hotel pool, hotel pool, saying hotel pool, family. All right, what's man, the good word, man. brother? Man, I have, I had some questions, man. I wasn't trying to take up too much time, but I had some questions. Uh, even as we're discussing everything, uh, the voice of Doctor John Henry Clark comes back on, and which are uh, there are few even leaders that stand to say say things like this. Who will speak for Africa in the twenty first century? Right. You know, and that let me that that took me back to even uh, a lot of times we discussed talked about who's going to be the king or the leader of the Africa. Right. That's what it's all about. Even with all these uh, different indoctrinations and things that definitely separate us, that definitely shows how strong and powerful this crack of beast has been. Uh, in even keeping us the great strong people uh, further apart, and I and I know. Even with the hate, that's that I'm, I'm sure that's all it is. Is uh, a lot of times you're talking about uh, exercising that Willie Lynch chip out of us, 
And that's all. It, that's all it is. And and even what I have grabbed from um, developing my education within African spirituality, specifically comedic spirituality, is the need to be a uh, master. And I think that's a that's a lot of time we kind of bump over that, or uh, even as it relates to meditation or controlling our breath. A lot of people out here that want to be in the pro-black movement and do all this other stuff, and they can't even control their diet. Hmm. And I think that's what our brothers and sisters were teaching us, even in Kim, is how to control the self before you see yourself as any other self outside of that self. Because people have all these fights that they claim they're going to fight, but then can't fight the battle within themselves. So that is the greater and bigger picture that I have learned, and I'm thankful to have teachers such as yourself and even as we're going back to the Moorish brothers because the first time that I saw Jesus hanging on an aunt ever was when somebody <laughs> asked me to come see a Moorish brother speak and I, I dare to say this this is a theory wait wait wait, wait wait can, can I interject a yuck in there real quick <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know what you know really man you know, Jesus hanging on an unk yeah, Yo. David, David, Reverend David Haru, and I'm going to call him, forgive me, that, that was his name, David uh, something Haru. And like I said, you have the name as a group, but then you're actually carrying um, Jesus on that arm. And imagine the young child or the young person at school that's wanting to know more about Kimmy. But then we have people like this that are crowding the way. Even when we look at the European, the European doesn't actually diss Kimmy. But what right. the European does is the European misrepresents Kemet. It misrepresents it the same way as what I'm seeing the Morris brothers doing. And I, I stood up to say uh, this because even with Islam, from what I've been taught, Islam is uh, is uh, something that comes from the Muslims. Uh, we can do whatever we want to with it, but that is a, a, a deviation of what, what came from the, from the Muslims. Uh, and that is something that, that is worn, a badge of honor that's worn properly. But even as we, you know, speak with a lot of uh, Morris brothers, what I'm seeing is that ego still in place, not saying that, oh, okay, I don't know the thing. Well, let me learn this. Because even with some of our teachers out there, more or less than them going in depth to Metal Nettle, teaching us how to speak this language, they, you know, it's been 10 years in, and then they're still teaching us, talking about how bad the white man is and all this other stuff. You know, but if you are a master, if you utilize this stuff for yourself and this work for yourself, instead of teaching me or feeding me a fish sandwich, why not teach me how to fish? And that's the thing that I'm seeing that's important inside of it, whether it be more, whether it be a lot of these leaders. Um, and I also want to ask you a question, even when we're talking about um, Brother Malcolm. Uh, we're talking about uh, Brother Marcus Garvey. We're talking about even Brother Khaled Muhammad. A lot of these brothers, it seemed like the more that they came out of their religious standing or religious grounding, going back to Kemet, it seemed like that's when they started to, you know, I guess, fall off, kind of preparing for their death. Is that something that I'm just seeing, or is that something that, that, that could possibly be true? Well, like I say, you know, we we definitely have to examine it more. Um, I don't think, you know, let's say to be fair, right? Um, all of the, you know, the the folk that you that you mentioned, right? Now, I don't know if you know if uh, you know 
you know, the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, right, the great ancestor, actually, you know, left out of his religion for Kemet. You know, I don't think he did that. You know, he was, um, you know, he was, he was definitely, you know, with Christianity, but, you know, in his, you know, in his, um, you know, in his words, right, he says from the, from the standpoint of Ethiopia, okay? Uh, so, you know, I don't think he, I don't think he ever, you know, never identified with that or left, you know, that for Kemet, but, you know, he was an intellectual and he understood um, Kemet as part of our legacy, you know, similar to the way that, you know, the brother Nasek and Tadio mentioned, you know, in this, there were, you know, like the, the ancestors that we have in the West that, um, you know, began dealing with Kemet, you know, even before, um, you know, Donable Marcus Mosiah Garvey, you, you got to look at, um, you know, Martin Delaney, okay, that ancestor, and he wasn't, I say, he wasn't, uh, he was, he was an intellectual, and he was militant, okay, and, you know, he was one of the first ones to deal with the African origins of Kemet and to deal with the Madunatel language, and this is back in the 1800s, okay, um, but, you know, it's, as far as, you know, those guys, you know, they, they never, um, you know, they never, you know, necessarily left. I mean, like, you know, for instance, Malcolm, he left the Nation of Islam for, you know, for, you know, Sunni Islam, you know, so to speak, right? Um, now, with that being said, he was a pan-Africanist, okay? Um, but even in the Nation of Islam, you know, there's the claim of Kemet as, um, you know, you look at the, you know, you look at the, you know, for instance, the message of the, you know, message to the black man. You see, it mentioned the Nile Valley civilization, you know, Egypt and the Nile Valley civilization as the origins, okay, or the root of civilization. So, you know, even in the nation of Islam, you read the the Circle Seven Quran of the Moorish Science Temple, they keep talking about Egypt, Egypt, Egypt in there, okay, um, you know. So, you know, they, it's not that, you know. This, these people got in trouble or were killed because they stepped out of their religion and they, you know, I don't, I don't really see where they stepped away from that to gravitate towards Kemet and that's what got them killed. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Okay. Alright. My next question was uh, I guess the big statement everybody's talking about and, and this kind of opens up the road to know more about Kemet or things beyond the religion uh, is the statement that uh, Barack Obama made about Christianity and how now that a lot of our black or African Americans in America they definitely glorified Barack Obama and did all that but my question is even when he I don't know if you heard the statement yeah, yeah I, I heard the statement a, yeah what, what do you feel how do you feel like that relates to what we are talking about right now um, well, and the road that is opening up okay well you know you know to be honest, I mean, I guess it, it's only a big deal because he said it, but, you know, he's not saying anything that, you know, can't be, you know, that that isn't taught in school. Like, you learn about the Crusades in school, and that's what he mentioned. He mentioned the Crusades. You learn about Jim Crow and the lynchings and all these things. You know, at least, you know, well, you know, it depends on what school we're talking about, right? But, you know, everyone should be familiar with this. Every time, every time Black History Month come around, you know, 
at least you hear about Martin Luther King, so you, you hear somewhat about what was going on during Jim Crow, and that many of these people were Christians, the KKK, Christian organization, Masonic organization, such and so on. So, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, he didn't really say anything that was news. It was just the fact that he's, he is who he is, and he said it, right? Um, now, you're, you're asking whether or not, you know, uh, that does anything for us, or, you know, or yeah. whether or not... Because I was looking at, I guess, the Ark of the Covenant. And from what I understand, that has a lot to do with the religion. And the Ark of the Covenant, as from what I see, is like a a portable shrine. And inside that, I guess, is encased inside the gold. And it actually has uh, the winged goddesses uh, facing each other. Um, Okay. And as as we're talking about stolen lineage, and we're talking about them walls, those buried walls come crumbling down or where we were once in a certain mental paradigm even with statements like Barack Obama made comparing the Christian crusades to that of ISIS kind of brings it forefront in third 3D kind of well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear that part that's what he said he compared yeah, the Christian yeah, crusades yeah, he, ISIS. He, 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 yeah, he compared it to ISIS so that kind of brings it as an issue for and there are Europeans that are actually dealing with this issue and even as it relates to the haters, you know, we're kind of making the haters show themselves. You're showing what the hating does or what the hating has always done. And it's the more that we show love for ourselves, I think the only person that's going to be looking stupid is the haters. Or, like I said, even in this these types of situations, that kind of what we are having all these types of institutions, organizations, to keep us away from knowing and learning about our true selves, well, I do see, and I feel like that barrier is starting to break away. Am I? Do you feel like I'm right or wrong, brother? Eh, well, you know, you never know, right? Some some people might, you know, look at you know what you know Obama said and react to it like, okay, I didn't know that. Some people may not have known, right? And or may not have looked at it that way, and you know, it might cause them to rethink their uh, their perspective on their religion, you know. More than likely not. You're not going to see. I don't. I don't think we're going to see a mass of people beginning to leave Christianity because of what Obama said, right? Because you know there are a lot of people that are aware of, you know, the Crusades. There's been countless movies about the Crusades. It's one of the one of the best, I think, is um, you know, a movie called Kingdom Kingdom of Heaven. Okay, um, you know, in the war between the the Christians and the Muslims for Jerusalem. Okay. You know, there's, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, it's like I said, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, and at the, in the same breath, we also got to take into consideration, in making the statement, he wasn't putting down Christianity or insulting Christianity, which is the religion that he claims. Okay, so you know, um, you know, Obama, as a Christian, quote unquote, right, making that statement, you know, if that statement had any any uh, weight or, you know, whatever to it that could make people begin to question whether or not they want to still identify themselves as Christian, it's, you know, it's, in my opinion, nullified by the fact that Obama himself is still a Christian and has no plans to relinquish that we know of. Okay, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make, I wouldn't make, you know, any big, any big deal of it, you know, um, 
you know, if if anything, you know, I think it takes the sting. <laughs> it takes some of the sting out of it, the fact that he said it. <laughs> well, um, hopefully maybe that'll, that'll dilute some of them damn haters we got out there and give them some more clarity, you know, because uh, I think a lot of people are just stuck on one, one mind state, and they're just like ride or die, whether it be Christians or whether it be a lot of these other do- indoctrinations that keep us away from knowing ourselves. A lot of people are just straight, straight die hard. Even some of our ancestors, you know, they have passed away with having so much of a die hard love for that thing that, that basically destroys them. Two. Two. Word. No doubt. All right, brother. Two. Appreciate it. All right. Hotel. Two. Head to pool. All right. Head to pool. Call her from Connecticut. You're on the air. Connecticut. Okay, maybe just listening. All right, check in with my brother Arby. That's a pool, Arby. You want to chime in? Hey, brother, I'm just still listening in, man. Um, uh, I had a lot of lot of stuff to say. I just try to cut it down. I should have wrote some of it down. Um, you were speaking earlier a little while ago about uh. How can these, these, when we call these haters, we're talking about the uh, the uh, the manifestations of these three monotheistic religions? When you know, we're talking about the Black Hebrew Israelites. We're talking about the Moorish Science Temple. We're, we're talking about in all the breakdowns within there, five percent or Nation Islam, all all yeah. that stuff. Um, you made the point, what is the argument, you know, that you guys didn't derive your your, your info from Kemet or your doctrine from Kemet when even within your Bible, according to your Bible, Moses was learning all the wisdom of Egypt. Not only that, the author of the first five books, the Old Testament, which all of the uh, doctrines believe in whether it's orthodox or whether it's, or whether it's these black black and eyes breakdown. They all believe <laughs> in the first five books, right. where the author of those books is Moses, according to them. Right. And this is a man. This author Moses spent for his first forty years of his life learning everything he knows, every thought, his culture, the way he talked, the way he moved in Egypt. From black right. people, according to them, we know that he didn't exist. But according to them, right. So what? So what is the argument? Right. I mean, you know, you know, how can you argue in your book? Your book betrays you. I mean, you know, you brought the point up, right? You re- reiterated the point. You know, he was raised in Kemet, allegedly, right? According to story, right? It's a story. Didn't happen. wasn't real, right? But he was in your book. It says he was raised in Kemet. He was raised as royalty in Kemet, you know. And if you're schooled in the Kemetic tradition as royalty, you're learning the Medunatel. You're learning the cosmologies. Could that be why Genesis so parallels the cosmology of Venu and, and, and whatnot? In the, you know, I can t- you know, we can go into uh, the, you know, the first several verses in the first chapter of Genesis and break down uh, line by line, 
and demonstrate the comedic origins of all of the concepts in this cosmology. We can do it. You know what I mean? Right. We can do it. I think I think we might have already done it. We just go back in the you archives. Have. No, you, you have. <laughs> I guarantee you have. You know, and, and that's that's the killer part of it. You know, even more so than Acts seven. You know, Acts chapter seven, verse twenty-two. Moses learned all the wisdom of the Egyptians. More so than that. You know, you spend your first forty years of your life living amongst comedic royalty, African royalty. Right. Your every thought, your every motion, your every everything about you is African. Your thought is African. You right. know, the question I always pose to these to these haters is uh <laughs> if Moses was the author of the first five books, the Old Testament, even though we know he didn't exist and even if we were you know, just for just for laughs if we were going to uh, say he did exist, the contradiction in that is within the the Old Testament, Moses writes about his death and burial. Right. How can you be the author of a book and write about your death and burial? It doesn't even make sense. But Gotta be a bad from, man. <laughs> but aside <laughs> from that, I take it a step further and ask them, if he did write the book, which we don't have any of the original documents of the Bible, no one has them, if he, but if he did write it, once we get past all of that, did he write it in metal letter? Right. <laughs> yo, that's that's where I was going next. You know, because you 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 said yo, his his thought was African or comedic. You know, and you know, you know, we can all hear hear thoughts, right? We can hear our thoughts, right? Words. You know, was were those thoughts in my duty chair? <laughs> yeah. I mean, man, and, and I'll just I just want to make one quick point. Man. I'm gonna let you get back at it. There seems to be a big, uh, there seems to be a, a similarity with the Moorish Science Temple, different, you know, it's all kinds of Moors. And not all of them hate Africa, but for the most part, um, they show some disdain for just even calling themselves African, or black for that matter. Right, right. Um, you got the Hebrew Israelites have the same sentiment. Not all of them, but most of them. Um, and if you look at their, the Hebrew Israelites in particular, if you look at their elders, they speak against being African hard back in the early 80s mm -hmm. um, on the streets of New York, uh, and, and which that is where a lot of uh, the Hebrew Israelite doctrine came from. Um, there seems to be a common theme between the both of them, and I'm going to post a link after I get off showing their connection way back in the day. Mm. They don't want to be... African. They don't want anything to do with being African. Right. And and, right. and and that is what causes, that's another aspect of what causes the conflict between what we will be doing, you know, practicing African, ancient African indigenous spiritualities. Right off the bat, that causes a conflict. Because if you don't even want to be called black or African, like how can we connect with you? Right. And that's right. all, my brother. Hey, hey, strong points, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. All right, Black give Pan me. African Power. Black Pan African Power. Hotel. <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> all right. To you, man, some strong points. Got the family in the in the talk show live, you know, said 
you know, this is from uh, Middle Tennessee, right? Saying, uh, you know, Moors try to say that, you know, the commissions or the Kimitu, right, were Moors, right? They, that's, that's something that they do. They don't hate necessarily, right? But a hijacking, right? That, and, you know, that's, that is pretty interesting. I, you know, that, that argument is a strong argument. You know, they, you know if, you, if you want to trace your lineage and if you're able to show and prove that you can trace your lineage back to Kemet, all good. We're going to deal with that next time around. We're going to talk about the, um, you know, all of the different modern African people that trace their lineage. And, you know, we're talking all around the continent. We're talking about East Africa. We're talking about Central Africa. We're talking about South Africa. We're talking about West Africa. We're going to show all of these people that practice ATRs that say that they come from Kemet in their old traditions, right? So, you know, um, and we're going to give the documentation, of course. We're going to going to give you the resources to, to see that. But um, if the Moors were able to do that, you know, excellent, right? I think that's excellent. You know, it, it only adds on to, as, you know, the brother Aubrey just said, that black pan-African power, right? But, um, you know, just to just to slap the Moore stamp on Kemet to try to give your organization momentum, you know, that's a little disingenuous, right? So, um, you know, that's uh, you know, that's that's what we're gonna say about that. But um, yeah, man, you know, you know, some real excellent points um were raised, right? You know, the the book, you know, your books speak to, right? Um, you know, and you know, as the brother Aubrey said, all five books, you know, all three of the big three, you know, adhere to the first five books, and all of the first five books of the biblical text place the major um, patriarchs of all three of these religions in Kemet at critical points. You know, you have you have Moses in Kemet, you have Abraham in Kemet, you have Jacob in Kemet. Okay, um, you know what I mean. So you know, this is something once again, right? You know where you know you they have a lot to answer for, right? They have a lot to answer for, and you know their their tradition. Literally, um, you know, it literally places, okay, it places, um, you know, or it makes clear rather, right, because those books betray them and it, it makes it clear why when you study the linguistics, like, you know, anyone can, can research this, you study the, the origins of Hebrew, right, you study the origins of Hebrew and you can see it's going to trace back to the Egyptian language. It's going to trace back to Medunitaire. Okay? So, you know, um, it's just something that, you know, they cannot get around. That's why I say, yo, when you ask, yo, Benu, why don't you get out there? What is the point? <laughs> what is the point? You know, it's no point in debating these cats. You know what I mean? Right? So we just want to nip the hate in the bud and then keep moving. That's what we're going to do. All right? Man, whoo! Yo, we went through, we went through a lot, and we aren't even done. That's the thing, yo. We aren't even done. So, you know, we have to come back next week with a part two to this, and we'll definitely be able to finish up, right? And like I said, you know, this might actually end up being a book where we lay out a lot of the documentation and details. But, you know, we still have to deal with, um, you know, the, you know, we still have to deal with 
the um, Pan-African origins, okay, or, you know, we still, we're actually still dealing with the reasons for the hate. We have to come back and deal with, um, you know, the romanticism of ancient Kemet, right? That's, that's something we got to talk about. There is romanticism, right? So we're going to, we're going to make sure that we put things on the scale, right? Romanticism of ancient Kemet can be a turn off to some people, and you know it could warrant some of the you know some of the um you know some of the hate right not really but it could you know you know because um you know there is a tendency to try to you know turn Kemet into you know something that was you know let's say everyone in the you know in the nation were sages okay everyone in the nation were enlightened beings and they were levitating and everything. You know, we got to talk about that. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we got to talk about um, romanticism of Kemet, right, as a reason for the hate. We got to talk about, you know, or, you know, go back to, or, well, we kind of dealt, we've dealt with already the comedic missionaries, right? There's no doctrine of conversion in the comedic tradition because it's not, it's not a religion like that. You know what I mean? So, you know, we don't, we aren't interested in converting people to Kemet. If people want to practice the comedic tradition, Right? They're African. They can practice the comedic tradition. That's another thing we're going to have to talk about because, you know, when people always want to say we got Kemet from the white man or, you know, Kemet was mixed with the this, that, and the third, yo, that is a bunch of bull, right? We're going to, we're going to show you evidence from the, from the white man himself, from the people that you talk about, right? Talk about how the, the you know, the comedic people considered them to be taboo. Right? You you know, we want to talk about how the comedic people considered the Greeks to be taboo and had an aversion to all things Greek. And they wouldn't even eat from the same bowl or you know, eat from a bowl that a Greek had eaten from. Right? Eat from, eat or use a spoon or fork that a Greek had used. Right? Drink from a cup that a Greek had used. Okay? And how it wasn't until Kemet, Kemet was conquered that Greeks were able to enter into the kingdom. Okay, it eats into the nation. So that's something we're gonna to have to talk about. Um, you know, we wanna we wanna lay that to rest. The 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 you know, the talk that you know Kemet didn't have prophecies and all these things, you know, you number one, you don't understand prophecy. You know, you don't understand your own text. And that's another point. Misunderstanding of your own traditions. You know, you take these things as literal instead of cosmological. It's cosmology. And, you know, we did a whole series on, you know, developing a cosmological mind for African liberation and understanding that cosmology is also used for divination purposes. It's a clock, right? If you, if you know cosmology, you can track yourself in space and time and know how to move, know how to navigate the time, know how to know what to expect in the time. Okay, that's the purpose of cosmology. So, you know, you don't understand that your own text is cosmological, okay? And, you know, you know, what you consider to be prophecy is simply cosmology. And because, you know, the nature of all motion is cyclical, right, you're able to draw certain parallels from the cosmology to what you may be experiencing at this point in time or at any point in time. Okay, so, you know, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, you know we're going to nip that in the bud. You have the prophecies of Nefertiti, right? You have the, you have the Oracle of the Potter, right, which is a text. In which, you know, the, the Romans, okay, the Wazungu, right? The Romans in the Oracle of the Powder are referred to as Typhonians, 
Okay, Typhonians, Typhon being, um, you know, being the name that the Greeks gave to the Neter Sutesh, okay, or, you know, who others call Set, okay, um, you know, they called the, the Greeks or the Romans Typhonians, meaning that these are the people of Sutes, right, these are the people of Set, okay, so, you know, if we wanted to, we could say this is our ancestral equivalent of calling the Wazungu the devil, okay, if we wanted to, right, but it's a, it's a prophetic text, okay, and it's applicable to even today, right, cosmologically, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that, nip that lie in the bud, that there's no prophecies and whatnot in Kemet, you know, um, but we still, after all that, we have to come back and deal with um, the pan-African origins of ancient Kemet, we got to deal with the pan, you know, Kemet as a pan-African empire. We got to deal with the pan-African dispersion and diffusion of Kemet and demonstrate it through the linguistics. We're going to demonstrate it through the oral tradition and the cultural unity, right? And we also have to deal with the pan-African revival of ancient Kemet. Before it's all said and done, you're going to realize, and we're going to show and prove Kemet ain't dead because it cannot die, right? As long as there's African people... Right? Right? As long as there's African people, right? Kemet lives. Right? But we're going to show and prove. We're going to show and prove all that, right? Um, Those of you that are just tuning in, man, this is your brother, Uncle New, right? Listening to Cool Kim Radio, and we dealt with, and we're still dealing with, we're going to come back next week and finish dealing with um, the subject. Yo, stop hating on Kemet. Okay? We're going to talk about it. Right? We're going to talk about it and lay it all out. Um, if you missed the bulk of today's call, no worry. All of our shows are recorded and archived, including today, and is available for you to download free of charge, right? So get in there, right? Take advantage of the archives. And um, yeah, you know, we, we definitely we definitely want you to know that we appreciate you for tuning in and hanging with us. Um, real quick, if you haven't gotten a chance to yet, visit our website. Heninsu.com, that's H-E-N-E-N-S-U, right, Heninsu.com, um, sign up so that we can keep you up to date with the things that we got going on, we got a lot of things going on, one of which is the Cool Kim Kemet Tour, right, exploring the Kemetic tradition in its African context, this is a tour that we're going to be doing the Kemet in September, right, starting September the 3rd, through the 14th, right, we're going to leave on the 3rd, and we're going to return on the 14th, um, we're going to go to Kemet, and we're going to, we're going to explore the Kemetic tradition in its African context, you know, you know how Heninsu get down, so that's what we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be leading the tour, if you are interested in that, you want more information, you want to register, etc., so on, visit the website, right, visit the website, and you'll be able to do that, get the itinerary and the specifics, um, we have packages, we have a package that is all-inclusive, including your airfare, hotel, right, five-star hotel, cruise, okay, um, entry into all of the temples, two meals a day, right, breakfast and dinner, um, on the cruise, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, dinner, right, so, um, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely family, you know, 
you know, if you if you want the experience of a lifetime, you want to understand Kemet and its tradition and the and the civilization on a level that you that you've never even fathomed before. Okay, right? You want to understand the African uh, essence of Kemet on a level that you haven't heard before, and tying into um, you know into its its reality as an ATR and connecting the kinship to other ATRs, yo. You want to find yourself in Kimmy with us, all right? So get that info at the website. Also, you check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Su. Okay, that's H-E-N-E-N-S-U, once again, right? Facebook.com slash Su. Okay? And, you know, by visiting, um, you know, our Facebook page, by visiting our website, you'll also see, uh, you know, we have many other products and 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 uh, businesses and brands going on in Hininsu, going on with Repat Nation, right? Repat Nation is the situation. Check Repat Nation out on Facebook. Just type it in, R-E-P-A-T-N-A-T-I-O-N, Repat Nation. Repat, short for repatriation, right? Repatriation Nation, Repat Nation, okay? You want more information on Repat Nation, what it is that we got going on, coming up, what our, what our movement is about, right? Visit us on Facebook, okay? Um, the music that you hear at the top of the show, right? Top of every show. That's the good brother, Ty here, RBG, okay? You can get that music and more, right? His entire catalog is available at tahir.bandcamp.com. That's T-A-H-I-R.B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P.com. Tahir.bandcamp.com, um, right? Support our Good brother and comrade, all right? All right. Well, family, you know, we're going to be back next week to finish up. I want to thank you all for your time and attention. I want you to know it's definitely appreciated. We don't take it for granted, right? And, uh, you know, I want to will you all a blissful, right, a netchim, right, remainder of your day. And, you know, until next time, family, Sinebti. Be well. Hetapoo.